Fishercast, a six feet under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my fellow funeral directors, Moira, Des, and Illyrio. Yes, welcome to the funeral directing business. You know everything. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Finally! Can't fool me now, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, now that I know everything, can I go back to unknowing this season? <laughs> sure. No. I enjoyed most of this episode. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, let's just first, uh, before we get into the episode, talk a little bit about the accolades that this episode has received. I mean, it's uh, it's gotten universal acclaim from critics and viewers, um, sometimes being cited as the finest series finale in the history of television. Um, the, the site blogcritics.com, which is kind of like a summation of the blogosphere, had their top season series finales, and Six Feet Under ended up being number one. Funny enough, number really? two, yeah, number two, yeah. Was, number two was Angel, and number three was Buffy on their list, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, more established people. We have uh, TV Guide, uh, Six Feet Under was number two because MASH was number one. Yay, Nash was Nash. awesome. Yes, I mean, you know, Hawkeye was, going crazy. It was awesome. Hey, the rooster, spoilers. the baby crying in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, this episode is on in TV Guide is uh, number 22 on their top 100 episodes of all time. And uh, one of the best TV moments of the decade on the, their list for that as well. Which moment would that be, though? Oh, well, this, this, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I would assume the last seven about or eight minutes, or what yeah, do you mean? Yeah. Really? That's what I'm thinking. Because that for me was the worst pile of shit I've seen in I, ages. I can understand. <gasps> you I can understand how that was the best <laughs> moment, but the best episode or the best finale, I would say no. I, so, um, are we ta- are we seriously saying that the little fast forwarding through people's lives people liked? Mm-hmm. I loved yes. it. Wow. All I could see is bad makeup, idiotic visions of the future. You had to look beyond the bad makeup. And the bad hair. uh, No, I'm sorry. I would have preferred freeze framing it like we joked about last week. (laughs) That, to me, would have been a lot less crappy. I hated that part. You're in the minority tonight. Yeah, Yeah. I think you are. Yeah. It was just icky and tacked on and pointless. Like, just... It was actually... Go ahead. I just felt like it would have been so much better had Claire just left, and you know we fade to white and everything's great. Why do we? Why, why do we have to spell things out for people? Hmm. Well, well uh, maybe when ahead. we get there, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. We can talk about it. Let's, let's, let's talk about the end at the end. I know, I know, I know. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, um, so we're not going to talk about it now because I do have a lot to say, and I just want to know when I can say it. We'll talk Later? about it when we talk about it. <laughs> 
Just okay. It's good going going into it now that now we know that uh, it's uh, <laughs> three thumbs up mostly, I would say, and mm-hmm. one thumbs down for that. But and we'll get to more discussion of it when we get to it. A lot of people are looking forward to hearing our discussion on that. So yeah. I don't want to just blow our wad right now. <laughs> You're so elegant. Well, some of us can blow up our twice wait. in the same show, Robin. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. You can't. Right. Am I here? You're here. You're here. Just you repeat. You wait can't to. wait to what? Can you guys hear me? Am I here? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I just, I can't wait to hear, like, I, I can't wait for the feedback tonight. <laughs> find out, you know, it. if there are people who liked it, people who didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on with the accolades yes. here, the New York Post says this is the one series finale by which all others are now to be judged by. Um, mm. And Entertainment Weekly said, wrapping up an acclaimed show is pretty much a no-win proposition, for example, The Sopranos. But Alan Ball's 2005 coda distilled all that we've learned about de- life and death after five seasons with the Fishers. And uh, speaking of makeup, uh, of all the different uh, awards that this episode was nominated for at the Emmys, the only one it won was Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup. What? <laughs> that was terrible makeup. Uh, Maybe at the time it was good. I don't know. Michael C. Like- Hall looked... <laughs> the, wispy, yeah. the wispy hair was kind of... And it was too early. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. He yeah. looked like he was 80 when he was only like 60. Oh. George looked better than he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> George should have already been just a rattling bone skeleton in the closet by that point. <laughs> yeah. Don't say rattling in the closet. I'm going to start thinking there's something in this room. Maybe just some snake. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into open casket viewing. Moira, for the last okay, time. Okay, yes, the final time. Season 5, <laughs> episode 12. Everyone's waiting. In the series finale, David finally embraces a demon, and Nathaniel talks to his younger son. Brenda delivers early and fights Nate's negativity. Rico and Vanessa celebrate an investment. Ruth finds consolation in the truth from Maggie, and George... George's limitations eclipse his intentions. Claire gets an exciting phone call and drives into her future. Written and directed by Alan Ball. So, uh... uh okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? Just trying to pull myself together to talk about this. All right. So, Oh, Alan- come on. <laughs> You've seen this, what, 15 times? Three times at least in the last uh, few days. <laughs> Only once. Um, Alan Ball, uh, of course, wrote and directed lots of episodes. I won't go through them all, um, but we know that he went on to do True Blood after this. So that's mm-hmm. that's where he's been. He did a commentary for this episode, but a lot of it was very much just like, oh, I love this actor. Um, isn't he or she great? And then I'm going to miss them, blah, blah, blah. There's a couple of little things I'll um this was shot in 13 days um one of the concerns (laughs) i said we're going to talk about this next time one of the concerns when filming brenda giving birth to willow was that uh rachel rivets would actually go into labor for real (laughs) thinking about that (laughs) three days after the shoot was over 
Rachel Griffiths gave birth. <laughs> wow. After all of the shooting was over completely for that I, episode? They weren't specific. They said three days later they were talking about the scene itself. So, But I can't imagine that she gave birth and came back for the last ten days of shooting. I you was know? wondering that when I was watching it because I'm like, okay, she's close to popping. I wonder if they wait till after she gives birth to do the rest of the show because she's no longer pregnant mm-hmm. or if they just try to hide it or what. But why would she come back? You know, she'd probably be on maternity leave. Yeah, she uh, she had to hide her pregnancy for the rest of this episode. And uh, you'll notice there's lots of well-placed purses, uh, blankets, <laughs> shawls, <laughs> all over the place. It's like, why is that old woman pregnant? Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we start off with Brenda pushing Bruce by her side. And um, you know what? Since we started this episode with that, I was really worried that the baby would be the death of the week because Me there wasn't too. one. I Me thought, too. oh, no. I was scared. Yeah, they tricked us. Yes, they did. And I More loved this it. Time. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved that we got a, a birth card instead of a death card. Yes. It awesome. was awesome. <laughs> Willa Fisher Chenoweth, uh, born 2005. <laughs> Um, but there's still, you know, possible problems, so the tension yeah, is still there. Yeah, she's not a real baby. It's one of those nasty, premature baby dolls. <laughs> so that does his last fears. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, during the commentary, he was, he, Ellen Ball, one of the things he uh, talked about every, like, it was like, and there is our third prosthetic baby. I think that was the more fully grown one. And <laughs> <laughs> It was like five prosthetic babies and then three actual real um, children playing Willa, rather you know, little baby to older, to older, to older. I don't Um, know if they actually, if like real premature babies actually look like those dolls. (laughs) If they do, I don't ever want to see a real premature baby. Oh yeah. Um, actually, the first real baby you see in this finale is when Olivier is holding the baby. That's the first time you see an actual real baby. Um, okay, so Cla- you see anyone holding her too? Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire comes home to hear uh, Ruth crying into her answering machine. She can't take another child dying. And the next message, who was she leaving the message for? At, at her own house, at Cla- yeah, for Claire. Claire. Was it for Claire? Because I wasn't sure. It just. I don't know. I thought maybe I, I thought at first maybe it was like for George because, you know, he was there with Maya when they left or something. No. I don't know. No, she's weird. talking specifically to Claire. Ah, okay. And uh, the next message is from Ted. He's hoping she's okay and starts giving her a dad lecture and then calls back <laughs> and apologizes. I love um, Ted. That was cute. But, you know, when Claire listened to Ruth's message and then chose to completely ignore it, I have to admit, I was feeling like, oh, Claire, you're still just being selfish, Claire, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one time during this episode where I was actually mad at her. Uh, You know, because it goes by and then you're like, oh, wait a second. She actually didn't even go, you know, to the hospital. She didn't do anything. She just went to bed. She went to get laid. (laughs) yeah actually yeah that's right well you know it does help sometimes (laughs) uh the static is still buzzing around david's head as he's loudly packing and doesn't care about making a scene for these children oh he's just whining (laughs) 
Yes. Um, it soon seems that he's uh, he understands that Keith is trying to do what's best for the, their family and ends up just kind of crumbling into his arms. Because Keith gives him the big bear hug technique. Mm. Works every time. <laughs> I don't know about every time. <laughs> it doesn't work on Gavin. It just makes him worse. <laughs> I think you should get Keith to do it sometime. Probably. I'm yeah. sure that would help. I think, yeah, I think if it were Keith doing it, you might have a different outcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, the doctor tells Brenda and Ruth that they're still checking the baby out. Brenda still hasn't seen her child. And uh, Ruth tries cheering her up and saying that, you know what, Maya's going to come home with you and everything's going to be okay. And I see that, you know, Alan Ball hasn't lost his touch in portraying all physicians as assholes. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I, was, I was looking for more of an asshole uh, doctor. I didn't, I didn't see it. Did, yeah, what did you think? I didn't see either. <laughs> he was he's awful. Not, he he's, was he's not American asshole. He's Canadian asshole standards, apparently. Oh, man, he was so cavalier. He was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. At least he uh, gave accurate information. Yes, it's true. The child was not producing enough surf- surfactant. There's our factory. Surfactant <laughs> in its little lungs. There's uh, bleeding in the brain, possibly. That's just horrible. Say um, what? No, not in the brain. In the lungs. In the lungs. It doesn't really? Didn't say brain. No, he mentioned there he might be some bleeding in the brain. brain. Oh, that too. Yeah. I thought you were confusing surfactant being a product in the brain. No. Just surfactant, man. Claire wakes up after spending the night at Ted's, and we see... Naked Ted. <laughs> Ted's yes, butt. But <laughs> walking Ted. in from the kitchen, we assume... Where he had just cooked some bacon. Naked. Mm -hmm. Who knew that naked Republican buckets would be so cute? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The gay men that have sex with them secretly. (laughs) Um, I I think he was making, he was cutting out fruit. I don't think he was making bacon naked. I was making a joke. Oh, okay. Everything you say tonight sounds completely serious. Um, Ted is totally okay with being unhipped by playing some Christian music in the house and uh, I love his line his line uses being hip is primarily an adolescent concern yes (laughs) correct that's awesome I really wish (laughs) I could live like that (laughs) I'm way too concerned about people's opinions sometimes just like stop thinking that Uh, Ted is free Mm-hmm. <laughs> in his own strange little way, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, so Claire confesses that she had an abortion, and what the heck? Was this a joke that Ted said? It's like, uh, yeah, I paid for one. Well, actually, I still need to send the check. And I'm like, I think, what? I think the second half was a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it was real. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was real or not. I was just kind of, was that supposed to be funny? It, mm, it I, I kind joke? of thought maybe it was real. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Who so knows? Who knows? Claire's wondering what she should do with her life and Ted's saying, hey, you know, you're, you're an artist. Just be an artist. And if you're not good, get good. And uh, so she decides to start practicing right away by taking some <sighs> naked pictures of Ted. He's a total <laughs> keeper if he lets you take naked pictures of him. That whole scene's really cute. 
It's cute when he's talking her through it and being supportive and helping mm-hmm. her heal and all that. It's it's he's pretty damn adorable, you guys. Yes, he is. <sighs> I thought it was a definitely a uh, very uh, uh, cute scene when they went into the little photo montage there where she's taking pictures mm-hmm. of him and they're goofing off. And I was like, oh, those guys. <laughs> Brenda, See, then I start warming up to Claire again. <laughs> yeah. Brenda watches through the glass of uh, the nursery and uh, Nate shows up, of course, chides her for not believing in anything. And uh, maybe you'd have somebody to pray to right now. And you know what? This is exactly what I was afraid of. Mm. Um, can, I, can I just uh, say that um, it's pretty weird the way they show Brenda being out in the hallway and, and they don't even let her go in the, the NICU, the NICU at first and that's so not how it works because yeah. you're allowed in there right from the get-go the second you're able to walk really just because well, your kids certain hmm? hours in the NICU or not for the mothers not oh, for okay. the mothers no if, if you have a really old child they'll let the mom sit beside her as long as they want because I was thinking maybe those were the times when she wasn't able to go in because mm-hmm. you know they were doing stuff no I mean there are times when they have to shoot you away to do things that's true but, but yeah maybe it was like in an incubator right I mean this baby yeah. was born like two months early yeah, well, yeah, yeah be an incubator, but you can still go they, in. And they also still um, really promote like uh, touch with uh, premature babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, even in an incubator, one. moms are usually allowed to touch them. Yeah, they have like a little opening you can put your hand in and stuff. Not that you'd ever touch one, Des. No, hell, fucking no! They're nasty little things. Aww. Not. Well, if, they, if they look like those dolls, they are. <laughs> so um, David is saying goodbye to Darrell and Anthony. And, and lies to their face. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to protect them. For no, me. he wasn't. He was trying to protect himself. <laughs> yes, he was that too. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, he tried actually explaining in the last episode to them, you know, he's been going through some stuff and it, we, we were saying, Hey, that was kind of stupid for him to do that. And now he's trying to make up a nice, put it in a nice bow. And, you know, cause I don't think he's gone forever. I don't think Keith is saying you need to leave forever, you know? Okay. You know what? Can I weigh in here? I don't think you should actually lie. It really bothered me. You don't have to make up a bullshit lie. You can say, I'm having a hard time and I'm going to go and clear my head and I need to do that where I'm not affecting you guys. That A little kid can, you know, that's all they need to know. They don't have to know the details. But you don't say, I'm going to a freaking conference you're not going to. That just bugs me. Why are you lying to your child? Hmm. Sorry. I don't agree with it. Okay. Well, Darrell didn't believe it anyway, so. <laughs> no, because Darrell's more savvy than that. <laughs> um. So Margaret comes to pick Maya up from Ruth's. Best oh, bitches line ever. ever. Ruth yeah. is not the 50s anymore, no matter how you dress. I laughed so hard at oh, that. Oh, so did I. I died laughing. I was like, it's true. Uh, <laughs> and Ruth just takes it. This is what kills me. It's like, yeah. I felt bad for Ruth. Shanaweth. Margaret's just... got her lioness on this episode. I'm oh, my you God. Know, it is wow. Ruth's own fault for wrestling like that. <laughs> really? Really? It's Ruth's own fault that uh-huh. Margaret Chenoweth is a cunt? Yes. Okay, thank you. I was confused about that. <laughs> totally her own fault. Uh, Ruth brought Margaret on herself. 
Yeah. Well, you're going to dress it like it's the 50s. When someone calls you out on it, don't get upset. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if it's half lioness, half like, you know. Uh, oh, she's she, jealous as hell. She, uh, yes. Action of Maya. That's all we it is. We see that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's it's not protective. It's just jealous. Mm-hmm. Jealous bitchy. Rico talks to his family about how. Ha ha, Moira. Huh? They were conniving. Yes, they were. <laughs> I have been justified. Yes, they were. He's so cutthroat. Oh my! Sorry to cut you off there, Robin. That's okay. I, I was doing the same thing when I was watching. I was like, "Aha! I told you." <laughs> yeah, he got the business appraised, the whole whole house and everything. Yeah, without oh. telling any of the oh. other owners. It's <laughs> not illegal, Des. I know, but it's sneaky. Well, it's well, good that Rico look- is true to form, and we can continue to despise and hate him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just has to wait for the next crisis, and then he can get an appraiser in there, and <laughs> everybody's <laughs> running around there like a chicken with their head cut off. Um, it's so mercenary. Like, it's not even. It's been what six weeks? Whatever the hell. It's been six weeks or something, yeah, and he's yeah. just all over it, ready to feather his nest. Man. <laughs> Well, he did, you know, before he broke any more windows with his keys. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, Mr. I've been so hard done by, by these fishers my whole life. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. <laughs> They've done a lot for him, you know. <laughs> so he's going to present them with the whole, you know, you're going to either buy out my share or you're going to have to sell. But let's hope it's not to somebody that's actually going to run the business because, you know, I don't want any competition. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to start to like him towards the end. I don't know, but no. There no. was one brief moment where I fell in love with Rico. <laughs> okay. It's when he called David a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. George calls a depressed Ruth from campus. Maya's gone and now I am all alone. And then David shows up with his bags. <laughs> <laughs> like, there you go. I knew she, I knew he was going to go there. Yeah. There were several scenes in this uh, episode that Alan Ball said they, they were trying to call back to the first episode, and this was one of them, you know, where Ruth lost Nathaniel, and now, and then Nate is there with his bags, mm-hmm. basically, you know. So uh, Dennis from New Image calls Claire says he wants her to apply for the staff photographer's assistant job. Claire isn't sure who recommended her, and uh, she's talking cheerfully about it in the kitchen later. But uh, David and Ruth are stuck in Mopey Town. <laughs> I was worried that was some kind of scam. <laughs> because, you know, when someone contacts you for a job and you have no idea how they got your information, it's usually pretty scammy. Well, I wait until they ask for naked pictures. Then I judge if it's scammy or not. <laughs> or like he later they asked for her social security number. I was like, oh, you know, but. I guess it wasn't a scam, but still. Well, at that point, she already knew that uh, Olivia recommended her. Yeah. Does she? Because I can't remember where that came in. Naked pictures of my boyfriend I can send you. Uh, (laughs) I think he's running for office someday, so these might be worth something. Uh, The real estate lady has given Rico and Vanessa a tour of Wine Garden Mortuary. And Rico talks about overflowing bloody toilets. And Vanessa wants to set up an espresso bar. So those, <laughs> those two thoughts go together. I yes, agree. they do. Grossly. 
<laughs> oh, Fishers never let me set up an espresso bar. <laughs> They're, They're the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> he really is like a petulant teenager, isn't he? Fishers. Yeah, he is. It's the Fishers. height thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, short men are always just bitter, awful people. <laughs> Rob. Um, oh, God. how dare you! <laughs> <laughs> He's not even listening. He can't, yeah, he <laughs> well, can't I'm going to send him a link to this episode. <laughs> Tell him he's mentioned. Rob knows that I'm more bitter than him anyway. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, so the doctor briefs Brenda on uh, Willa with Margaret there. There's no physical problems. We just got to watch her. She grows, look for brain damage. And all of a sudden, Nate shows up wearing this doctor's lab coat. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. You never should have had her. And Brenda starts to weep, and Margaret tells her not to shit all over the good news. Oh, Margaret. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, apparently Peter Krause really enjoyed telling Margaret to shut the fuck up, <laughs> over and over <laughs> again for each tape because of all the crap that he's he had to take from her character throughout the years. Ah, appropriately enough, Ruth is watching Just Shoot Me. (laughs) (laughs) It's always on. It's always on. George consoles her. Ruth doesn't know if she'll see her granddaughters ever again. She's just in hell and she wants it all to end. George offers to take care of her just like she did for him. And uh, she's not very receptive of that. And he's like, at least let me just hold you. I was like, No! (laughs) Yeah, and I, I want so... you to touch his penis. <gasps> <laughs> I was so worried something like that would happen. Ugh. This is what your penis would look like if you were an old man. <laughs> oh, no, I have a bad, bad image. Oh. You're welcome. Oh, Robin. Uh, wait a second. Ruth. You actually have to look at them. Exactly. <laughs> so she Ruth. knows what they look like. <laughs> David David is upset at the idea of selling. and But when he sees that Brenda doesn't seem to care about it, uh, gives in to Rico and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to put Fisher and Diaz on the market. That what made me sad. wishy-washy person. <laughs> he's all messed up. You know, mm. he's not thinking clearly. He's acting like an idiot. Well, this is the answer. This is what's going to get him out of... This is going to make him feel better if you could just drop this uh, whole thing, right? Or at least that's what he thinks. His birthright. His birthright. He needs therapy is what he needs. Yeah, why is no one giving this boy therapy? Hey, you know, I was going to say that earlier when, when you guys were saying, oh, you're not surprised he showed up at Ruth's house. I I was. I naively thought, is he not going to actually go and, and check himself in somewhere and get some actual help? <laughs> like, am I the only one who is, you know, well, thinking I was that? Hoping, I was hoping he'd start at least seeing someone, you know, maybe hmm. outpatient basis. But no, he had magic dreams instead. Now, one point earlier on when uh, Keith had him in a non-sexual bear hug, although he was holding him from behind, um, he did mention, (laughs) David did mention uh, wanting pills that worked. Yeah. So maybe, you know, behind the scenes, he has been seeing someone and getting medication adjusted. Maybe. Uh, Hasn't he been on anti-anxiety pills since the uh, attack? 
Do you believe so? Mm, his, his uh, I got the impression attacks? there was some available, maybe, but I don't uh, know if it's on a regular dose. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah. for emergencies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So David is talking to Ruth about this whole decision, and she's just completely gone. <laughs> her her flower hat and just a that mess. hat was epic, <laughs> <laughs> guys. If you ever see me staring blankly out into space wearing a hat like that, oh, just shoot me. It's time for an interview. Just shoot me. <laughs> oh, she's so sad. She's just at the depth of her. <laughs> Yeah. Mama, despair, depression, lost my child, angst. I felt sorry for her. But, you know, she, I don't know. She she just needed to, like, focus on the other children a little bit, you know, instead of just going off into nothing. I know they don't need her like they used to, but, you know, David's there. He needs her. And uh, David says, you know, I wonder why I've been clutching on to the past. And Bruce says, it's when we had hope. Ugh. <laughs> Ouch. And then we see the monkey, and Ruth falls to the floor, sobbing, yeah. pulling the monkey out from the side of the floor. I thought it was a piece of dry toast at first. I have no idea what she was tugging on. Pretty sure it was monkey. <laughs> if, if, if Maya liked it that much, then I think she probably would have said something when it got caught behind the fridge. No, we searched for Mouton for two days. And, and yeah. Isabel did not remember where she put it. And we finally found it. No, no, but she was missing it, right? Right. Asking for it. It was probably like under some toys or something like that, not stuck between the fridge and the wall. No, she had put it inside a Millennium Falcon-shaped Lego case and zipped it up. Right. <laughs> and but, how did you ever yeah. find that? Good God. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. the, it was something we had moved a couple times to look, and once I finally just said, "You know what? My brain's been telling me there's no way it could be in there. Let's open it up." Yeah. And it was in there, and everyone was happy. I don't know why, I guess because Ruth's so depressed, but she keeps, you know, jumping to the conclusion that she's never going to see Maya again, and I don't think Brenda's really given that impression. No, I don't think she has either. I mean, Margaret has, but, you know, her. But Margaret's not. uh, She's not the mummy. She's mother, yeah, so it doesn't matter what she thinks. Um, Next scene is at the La Brea Tar Pits Museum, and uh, Keith is talking to David about what they could do with this money they get from selling. And, uh, somebody going to say something? Sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, they, uh, so apparently the kids know he's not on the conference now. <laughs> no, it's been days. He's been back. I, well, yeah, but he's still staying at, um, this is true, but they're not going to bore us with the details of his escape. I thought at first that maybe he was, um, like, maybe they were meeting there on the sly, but then yeah. I saw the kids there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, interesting. I just wondered what they, you know, told them. Uh, maybe maybe they just kind of let the lie go after Darrell was, like, not, not buying it. Like, yeah. All right, he's just moving out for a while. Let's hope. Uh, so, yeah, David sees the red hoodie. But it's just a teenage girl. And uh, David and Keith and Darrell and Anthony all looking at an exhibit together. And we see that Darrell is still upset with David because Darrell's got his defense mode where it's like everything you say to him that might be cool. He's like, I hate that. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. You can't hate Olivier singing to Willa. 
Oh, no, that was cute. d'Avignon. <laughs> he was speaking in French, wasn't he? Oui, yeah. très bien. I, I, I didn't on y danse tout en rond. I know. I only awesome. caught a word at the end, and it was definitely a French word. But then I was thinking, I, did, I didn't know if he was French or what. Or Olivier. Yeah, I, it sounds French. Uh, Ellen My note just says, Olivier oh. is not an ass. And then it says, Margaret Chenoweth is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alan Ball was talking about how he was pretty uh, taken aback by how well I forget what the actor's name is. I feel mm-hmm. terrible, but Olivier. the guy who plays Olivier when he got a hold of that baby, and they only had the baby on set for like maybe like thirty minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, the rest of the shots where you're seeing it from face on and you're seeing Billy in the background—that's just a doll there. But mm-hmm. how he took to that baby and started singing and. And being animated, it was really funny. And you've never seen Olivier like that before. <laughs> so. oh, that's adorable. Yeah, it's very cute. Men who can, um, you know, deal with babies, they are attractive. Yes, they are. Yeah. I wish I knew one. Yeah, baby. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so are you, Alirio. Oh, um, no. You put a crying baby in front of me, it's going in the microwave. Oh, I'm not going to turn the microwave on. Oh. I'm just going to leave it there until some other more responsible person comes up and takes care of them. Father of the year. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Olivier apologizes to the baby for what family she's been born into. <laughs> and it's a cute baby. That is a cute baby. Hmm. And that's, like I said, that's that's the first real one. (laughs) Yes. Outside, Ted is talking Ruth into going inside with him and Claire. Oh, Uh, sweet. Ellen Ball talks about it as this is the Eddie Haskell moment Uh (laughs) of the episode. I'm thinking to myself, it's a keeper. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And Billy answers the door. With his What Would Jesus Bomb t-shirt on. <laughs> I remember when that was big. <laughs> Ted recognizes Billy from what he's heard. And Ted and Billy just kind of, yeah, nice to meet you. I guess it was all improv to that part. Um, and then we have Olivier confessing that he recommended Claire to the job. Did you guys figure that out or did you kind of forget about that? Or? Mm. Meh. I was relieved <laughs> to know someone did. Yeah, it didn't surprise me. No. Um, Margaret tells Ruth about Maya's new a puppy doll, <laughs> and how it's young, just uh, like the nurse off of any available lactating <laughs> female. And if you guys notice, this is as Margaret is leaning her breast over Maya's head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I like the way she shoves the monkey on the floor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's such a bitch. Another oh, another improvised so moment, by the way, by Joanna Cassidy. There, she did. They did. That wasn't scripted. She immediately just pushed the monkey on the floor. But that's like a, uh, what's Perfect. the word? It's like the stupidest yuppie stuffed animal present ever. You know, like it's <laughs> oh god. Uh, Billy has an awkward conversation with Ted. That was the most honest thing I have ever seen as a human male. I am envious of Billy. What, for saying he was jealous? Yeah. Because so nobody ever goes up to somebody and says, I am so jealous of you. 
And there's a reason for that. <laughs> well, I know. It's because people rather face bullshit than truth. Yeah, well, yeah. I I thought it was, you know, very funny. Like, when Ted's like, uh, excuse me. Excuse me, and then he goes, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Another and Billy is, like, thinking to himself, honesty was a poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to follow up with it. I'm so incredibly jealous. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> Good to know. Kind of kills the conversation. Kind yeah. of. It was weird. It was like, points, fist, grab his beer. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sometimes I, a beer is not a beer. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that, another Ellen Ball thing during this is that he said, wouldn't it be awesome to have a spinoff with these two? Like, <laughs> Ted is just a straight-laced guy, and really... Billy doing all sorts of weird stuff, and <laughs> Ted having to put up with couple. it. I love your musical moments, Solario. I really do. Just picture the hook around Delirio's neck and someone dragging him off stage right there. Waka waka waka. I pictured Delirio picking a cigar up with his umbrella. Brenda, some people got that. Brenda and Ruth are in the nursery looking over Willa, and Nate is in the background still pointing out awful things. She could be blind. She's nursing a lot, so she's probably just trying to get as much milk as she can before she dies. <laughs> that was the funniest one. She knows she doesn't have long to live. Because the infant child has so much That's self-awareness. No idea <laughs> what's going on. Oh my god. <sighs> This must have been a few weeks later because that was a regular size baby. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have enough any, any, any self awareness yet. They sure don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, you know, even as a person that's not like Nate at all, uh, I can I still had those terrible fears weeks after. Like, oh my god, she's something's wrong. Something's wrong. Anyway. I never had those fears with my children. <laughs> really? I Not that, like, you know, I read a lot of information, you know, and so it's, I read a lot of babies do things at their own pace, and not every baby does everything right away. You know, there's a range of time when babies should do things. So I didn't worry about my babies not doing things when they were supposed to. I mean, they pretty much did, actually, but still. Considering that my second born was born purple and almost dead, uh, I didn't worry after that day. Nice. <laughs> She'll be fine. Um, all Isabel's are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> David wakes up in the embalming room, and Nathaniel steps out, and he's getting yelled at by Nathaniel. You thought you could get out of this? You think you just could walk away? And then the red hoodie comes out of the elevator. And oh, and it was monster hoodie guy. <laughs> Wasn't this? I, yeah. You know, as soon as it stopped, stepped out of the elevator, I was like, oh, it's going to be David in the hoodie. And then it was a monster with those big teeth. It was the like, saber tooth hoodie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that almost made me think of an angel episode because it was an elevator and there was a demon type <laughs> thing coming out of it. And I thought for yeah. a minute I was watching the wrong show. <laughs> reminded me of like primeval or something (laughs) (laughs) and uh alan ball calls this uh the mara the monster within yourself he says i confronted mine under some drugs one time (laughs) Hmm. um yeah so david 
uh, gets slashed, and uh, this thing growls at him, and he's cowering in the corner, and then, then he gets pissed and tackles him off the table, throws him up against the wall with the knife, and then sees himself. Oh, it was just like an Empire Strikes Back. Yes! <laughs> when Luke goes into the, to the, the cave, mm-hmm. and he sees the... Darth Vader, and then he beheads Darth Vader, and then the mask crackles open, <laughs> and and you see it's Luke's head. Da, 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 da. Yes, yes, fighting the demon within. There you go. So he gives himself a hug, and everything's all better because he had his magic dream. He didn't need therapy. He didn't need drugs. All he we need magic dreams. is Skybeard and magic dreams. This this was the. First part, the first time in this episode that it kind of annoyed me because uh-huh. really he should have. I, I don't think he should have been over things like that, you know, snap of the fingers kind of thing. He had a dream and now he's over it, and because he was, he was over it after that, and that was ridiculous. A few of these, a few of these characters' um, issues get resolved a little too simply, in my opinion. I guess they were trying to wrap it up for time and all, but still, this just started a couple episodes ago. I didn't. I, I didn't. It wasn't like I don't. I don't think it was like he rose up out of a wheelchair and was like, "I can walk. I can walk." That you know? is like what it is because the like the next after he woke up and the next day he was basically fun. He's like, you know, ready to take his life back. Yeah. 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 Because he had the dream, and so he's all instantly better. He has no more issues. The rest of the episode, he has no more issues. The cookies are so good. I'm just eating them all. Love these cookies. You want some, Des? They're really good. What the hell are you talking about? This is just... Okay, I'm just saying, on the whole, I like the episode, but there were a couple things like how they wrapped up some of the character's issues that bugged me, and this was one of them. Like the one coming up? I'm just saying that I I, I ate this right up. I, uh, I... I did, and I was very happy for David, and I was like, yes! And we got this, like, sweet action scene. Like, we've never had an action scene since you got Well, on the whole, the show has been pretty realistic, other than people talking to their, uh, you know, subconscious ghost people. But, you know, like, they react in real-world ways a lot mm-hmm. of times. And so, to me, I think things should be, you know, I always expect that kind of thing from it. And when it does something like this, I don't think it's very realistic. And so well, it bothers me a little bit. To, 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 I mean, you got to admit, like, you've never had, you never were settled with, like, the whole ghosty thing. Like, you, that, that never was... right. And and I was able to put that aside and yeah. say, okay, that's just a device they're using on the show. It helps. I, I can understand and see how we get some inner monologue kind of thing. Uh, what mm-hmm. what the characters are, you know, their little inner torments, you know, made uh, on screen. No problem. I okay, I get that. But like I'm saying, other than that, it's been a very realistic, usually very realistic, you know, and how the characters behave and act. They 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 do things in usually in a you know human way that's not just TV spectacular. Mm-hmm. So when it's something like this, it kind of bugs me a little bit because to me that's not a very realistic way for him to be completely over all this shit that has been on him for a season and a half, which is a long time. Yeah, well, I, I, 
Number one, I don't think he's completely over it, and he I, just I, seems that way. I think he's gotten some strength, and uh, and after sixty three episodes, I'm not expecting realism out of this show. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are talking to themselves and working out their own issues, so I can expect defeating a monster inside yourself to be uh, perfectly well, rational I, I, in this world. <laughs> I understand the the dream, and you know. Uh, that's fine and all well and good, but in the meantime, he should have been working things through with a therapist or something, you know, gradually getting better and then have maybe a self, you know, realization kind of dream. I wonder if it was just supposed to represent David uh, recognizing that the biggest thing holding him back is his own fear of, of uh, Fear? Uh, of, yeah, fear of everything. Fear, mm-hmm. fear of everything. Fear of being hurt. Fear of making the wrong decisions. Fear of being in the wrong occupation. That he's just fearful, and he is finally fed up with being such a fearful, wimpy guy. And and it's what he accuses Keith of seeing in him at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. right? You just see me as being weak. That's his own voice talking, and he's finally saying, you know, okay, all right, uh, enough of this. I can just continue to wallow in this, or I can finally just pick myself up and start just doing what I want to do. So I didn't take it as meaning that he was necessarily just completely fine and over everything, but that maybe he's taken a deep breath and pushed himself forward. Like, I'm going to finally move where I need to move. Well, the fact that the rest of the episode, it seems like he is – Perfectly fine, you know, back in a place before the Jake incident, before Nate died kind of thing, you know, how David used to be, you know, level-headed and everything. Mm. He seems to be back in that place. And to me, it just, I don't know. It just didn't, I just didn't like that much. Well, I just had fun watching him battle the saber tooth hoodie. I did. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Yes, that was fun. That was kind of cool. And Nathaniel was freaking scary in that scene, oh. too. Yeah, he was why creepiest he, dad ever. Why is he such a jerk? God. Because David needs him to be a jerk. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Um yeah, so he wakes up and he sees Nate there giving him a smile. Um, By the way, I'm going to interrupt. You guys really need to go to the Facebook group right now. That's the Nate gave him a smile because he was cured. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. oh <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a picture of Claire in front of the Fisher house. Oh, oh my God. That's Awesome. I want to see the picture of the people running out of the house going, Get off my lawn! So just to clarify, people who are listening, this is our friend of the friend of the podcast, Claire Lafar, in front of the actual Fisher family house because she's in LA right now on holiday. This is great. Awesome. Oh, so jealous. Nice dress, Claire. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, I want to be there. <laughs> uh, okay. That's awesome. Um, so Ruth is still watching, uh, just shoot me (laughs) and, uh, Claire is, why didn't she have a, a, uh, a dream, a magic dream? And then she'd be all fine too. She did, but it happened in real life. It was a phone call, a magic phone call, Des, it's coming. (laughs) I just, I just don't. I can't just like put it like it's a magic am dream I, and that's am it. Am I the like, only one who had an issue with that? No, you're not the only one. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Claire is making uh, plans to move in with Ted 
and Ruth is resigned to moving in with George. Ugh. No, don't do it. <laughs> Claire asks if that's what she wants, and Ruth says, I'll never have what never I want. Never get what I want. Then I wanted her to say what she does want, you know? Oh, that was my next thought. I, I wanted think... her to do the Holy Nigo Montoya. I think... yeah. <laughs> Give me I my think father so she... back, you son of a bitch. I think right? she would have wanted Nate back. She is what Nate back. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. And then she gets a uh, Claire gets a phone call from HR at New Image, and uh, she's wondering what the social security number is and what her New York address is. It's like, oh, I have to move to New York for this job. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> By the way, the voice on the phone was Alan Poole, the oh. one of the executive producers of the show. Um, so we have this uh, confrontation between David and Rico. David says he's not selling. <laughs> <laughs> See, he magically cured. <laughs> I think he's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just messing with you, Robin. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it. <laughs> well, maybe can we, can we he can actually make this? a decision once again. Thank God. Yeah. Well, he came to his senses definitely. Yes. Because I, I, you know, that thing that the business has been in the family a long time, mm-hmm. and it's clearly profitable. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not. They're not, I mean, they may not be rich, but they're not anywhere, you know, in the red. So why would Plus, you... can I just say, the whole way Rico approached this, like from a business point of view, there's such a thing as a hostile takeover where you just decide you're going to buy out a whole business. But there's Rico from within saying, you got to buy me out. You got to give me money. That's not how it works. Like, <laughs> no, Rico is an bizarre. ass. It's yes, just bizarre. Is. But for him to even try that approach, it's like, what? My little brain just was scratching going, What? When they made him partner, did he buy in? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because I couldn't yes, remember he if he bought in or if they just, you know, made him yes, partner. Yes, they needed money at the time, and he forked uh, over. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember now. Yeah, Rico. They could have given him that back. Rico is super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, ha ha, Rico's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, he completely loses his composure at this scene. <laughs> I wrote uh, down they're going to boot Rico out. Yay. He's like frothing <laughs> at the mouth almost. That's mm-hmm. what he gets for sneaking around and trying to be a real dick about everything. You know what? No one's going to buy him out. And the, no one's going to want to deal with tight ass idiots always getting in their way. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That <laughs> so Ruth is packing her clothes. And she asks George about Maggie. And George tells her about how irrational Maggie was and how it but, took it out on him. Before that, she was saying that she's like, oh, throw that dress away. It's itchy. She's like, you know, I really don't even like my, the clothes I wear. <laughs> <laughs> then don't wear them. <laughs> I think she was influenced by what Maggie said, if you ask me. Yeah, or Maggie, yeah. Margaret. Margaret? Yeah. Perhaps. She needs a what not to wear makeover. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So, yeah, George is talking about how Maggie took all this emotion out of him on him, and he's not sure what what was wrong. And, and Ruth asks him, did you ask? And he said no. And then she decides that she's not moving in with him because there are walls around his heart. But don't I was worry, we can date. I was expecting her to say, well, the thing that was wrong with your daughter was she fucked my son, and, and he died. <laughs> That's what was wrong. <laughs> I think I felt like she was trying to get George to say about that, like, you know, that he knew. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know. Yeah, this is very, 
this is just echoes of previous George here before he had the whole breakdown, you know, of just this, like, well, I, you know, you're completely irrational and I don't have to deal yeah. with you. And, hmm. and my daughter is completely irrational and she's just going to have to come get back to me whenever she's feeling rational again or whatever. Well, it is true that George, George, he um, rationalizes and intellectualizes everything. That's his defense. And so Ruth is at least... She's seeing that, and she's thinking, you know, I need more warmth. I need more heart. I don't want to be with that. And I was thinking, good on you, Ruth. Good. I'm glad you're not going to move back in with him. Good. At the, uh, I show him some Fisher residence, sort of, Fisher Charles residence, <laughs> the, David is saying a uh, super long grace um, and says, uh, and thanks God for the boys at the end. And uh, Ellen Ball says that, this is the point where Darrell finally trusts David and Keith. So, Aww. They're a family now. A family. Oh, gosh. That's so cute. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate wakes Brenda up saying, uh, Willa can't breathe. And, uh, and, you know, she's still there laying awake and Nate's just like, she's damaged. No one will be able to fix her ever. And uh, we go over to uh, Keith and David in bed, and Keith says, Hi, I've been talking to my accountant, and, you know, maybe between the both of us we can buy Rico out together. And <laughs> David is completely stunned by this news. Moving on. <laughs> Maggie gets a call. Uh, in the- that was us giving a moment of silence for the demise of Rico. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the fact, though, that he's thinking about, okay, they'll have this house and they can, you know, have the business and everything. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good solution to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty fucking awesome house, as Keith said. It really is, and yeah. it needs, you know, a family with children in there, not just Ruth. Yeah. Um, Maggie gets a call in the doctor's in the doctor's waiting room, and Ruth is wondering... If Nate was happy the night that he died, and uh, Maggie says he was, Ruth asks if Maggie was happy, and she says, yes, I was happy, and then Ruth thanks her, and Maggie apologizes and has to hang up. And this Alan- is why doctors in the U.S. are late, because their stupid pharmaceutical reps that they have an appointment with take a phone call when it's their turn. What? She was so rude. Yep. I was glad they had that moment, though. Yes. For Ruth, I, I mean. I was glad. I it's her magic it, moment. That's I thought Ruth's it was magic really moment. weird that um, they made it so that it was right when she got called in to see the doctor instead of while she was just sitting there or leaving the doctor's office or any other scenario that would have worked just fine and not make her look so rude. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of uh, odd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know if you're concentrating on the right thing in the scene, or at least. <laughs> well, okay, something just you get out of stands it. out to me. Okay, do you know what's funny? I didn't know that she. See, I was forgetting she was a pharmaceutical rep, and I, and because she looks so woebegone and sad and like a sad, fluffy ferret all the time, I thought maybe she was there. Like I thought it was maybe a psychiatrist's office. Uh, no, honestly. I thought she was pregnant and about to go uh, see someone. Oh, thought that's what they were. Oh, yeah. Right well, she clearly yeah. had her little rolling suitcase with her. Oh, oh see, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice that. I just go right to the ferret face. 
Yes, mm-hmm, me too. Uh, Alan Ball says in the commentary that he heard this rumor online. He wants to assure everybody, no, Maggie is not pregnant. <laughs> she is there yeah. doing her job. <laughs> well, they clearly did not depict it um, with enough, you know, transparency. Sure they did, because I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Des was very concentrated on what Maggie was doing there and how rude she was at holding up people. And and see, I am paying attention to the right stuff, apparently, because no one else um, got that. But I did, so there you go. <laughs> I have a gold star right here, and I just stuck it right beside your name in the Fisher Cast logbook. <laughs> Yay! You'll take it away soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll start ripping points off it, depending. <laughs> Um, Keith and David ask Brenda if they can buy her out, but it's going to take some time. Brenda says she's happy to let them do that and take take as much time as possible. We're family, you know. I I um, inherited a bunch of money from my father, you know, so things are things are okay. <laughs> I like that because Brenda was saying we're family. Clearly, she's not going to keep Maya away from them. Yeah. No. And then they're, you know, agreeing with her. So that's good. And, each other. and then we have a moment that finally, it's just kind of like, yes, this is a series finale. We can finally have this moment where Ruth and Brenda actually, you know, stop playing games and get real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ruth, she finds Ruth out there on the uh, stairway. And she shows Ruth some photos of Willa. Ruth notices that. Brenda is still worried, and she talks about how motherhood is the loneliest job in the world, and that uh, Nathaniel was hardly there from her, and uh, she knows that Brenda loved Nate the best. Um, or he he no, loved that Nate her. Nate loved Brenda the best he could. Yeah, and that she yeah. needed more. And <laughs> anyway, she said that basically she, she hopes that we can put everything behind us, and Ruth can help her. And Brenda admits that she actually does need help. And, then, and this is why I didn't have a problem with Ruth's magic phone call, because it wasn't just the phone call. It was also the fact that Brenda is telling her that she's still going to be able to be a part of Maya and Willa's life and that, you know, there's still family. I think that's what pretty much um, got Ruth out of her, her funk. Mm-hmm. That moment between them... Um felt to me like a gen like a realistic sort of bonding that you mm-hmm. you you know when Brenda finally has a child of her own I know she's Maya's mom so don't criticize that there please but when she finally goes through this and she has all those fears about her poor little prim baby and uh she's sitting with Ruth and they can bond over being caregivers because that's what moms are they're yeah. caregivers every and she's right it is Ruth is right it is um I don't know if I'd use the word lonely but yeah being a mom is uh it can be. It's a tough job sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. In the next scene, Rico and Vanessa toast the future. (laughs) 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 I was hoping that we wouldn't have to see any more of him. And once again, Latinos are portrayed as perfectly ideal people. I don't don't know why the Fishers kept in touch with him. (laughs) Later. Mm. Um, well, you know, go start your own life. Stop whining in our basement. That's yeah, maybe fine. they were both happy were happier with each other, you know. Happier well, without each other, yeah. Parents. Exactly. Mm. Um 
so this next scene is um, based on an exchange that Alan Ball had with his mother when he was going to college after his father died. He was very uh, worried that he didn't want to leave his mother by himself, by herself, and she urged him to go. Okay, so here's my true confession. This is a scene that made me cry. <laughs> this is a scene that made me tear up because I have a almost 20-year-old, and oh my God, I don't want to let her go. It's so, so, but, so. But the way, you know, and you know, I've just, I've realized who it is that can push my cry button in this damn show. And it's that freaking redhead Claire. Because <laughs> yeah. when she cries, she does such a good job. It's so real. Now the little body tremors. Oh, no kidding. They're just perfect. Yeah. And, and I just go, oh, in that <sighs> moment, I think, oh my God, you know, it's so heartrending. That it's- was the part of the show I liked. Oh, this episode that I liked. Loved it. The two uh, of them. About that, then. Ruth saying, that. "You know what? Uh, go live. I'll unfreeze. Mm-hmm. I'll unfreeze your trust fund." That was my favorite, favorite part. Uh, I knew. I knew she was going to say that too. As soon as Claire told her that she would stay, and she was like, "You would do that for me," I was like, "Oh, she's not going to make her do that. She's going to let her go because." She but if I her. have one more show. Do the whole, Abraham was willing to kill his son, but God told him not to at the last minute type thing, which is basically what this is, yeah. right? Was Ruth testing her? No. No. no, no. Ruth goodness. was not testing her. No. Ruth, no. Ruth was just, uh, Claire selflessly, um, you know, gave her that and said that Agreed. she would stay. So Agreed. Ruth didn't ask for that at all. She... I just love it. It's so poignant. The gift of choice. That's what she gave her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was nice to see them, um, you know, happy with each other again. Yeah, that's what I started to say. Because we've all, I think, loved the Ruth and Claire scenes when they're bonding and when they're close. They're yeah. really sweet yeah. and special. And to see another one was such a, it was such a treat, such a treasure. And it was like Ruth hitting like 100% at this point. Oh. Like now yeah. she's just like, you know, she's talking about her own life, you know, hey, I had to take care of a sick woman. I've had no regrets about my children remarrying Nathaniel, but I regret not giving myself any choice and not going to let you make the same mistake. And it's just like, she's like accepting stuff about herself as well as, Mm -hmm. you know, not making her daughter pay for yeah, and issues. we've always accused Ruth of always wanting to be a caregiver. She's always clutching on to the next person to fix, right? Nicola, whomever. And it's like, oh, Ruth, right. Just just let them go. Let your kids be who they are. And you do what's good for you. Mm-hmm. I So I love this scene. I liked it, too, um, because um, Ruth, you know, you know, mother thing always gets me. Um, but I um, can't remember what I was going to say now because it's gone. <laughs> derailed <laughs> you were saying something and i was gonna expand on it and i lost <laughs> it so i'm sure it was really not profound at all so don't worry about it let's move on i'm just gonna i'm gonna take it as you just got kind of caught up in the emotion and you're just kind of breaking down and just lost I, okay thoughts. i got caught up in the emotion and i teared up but tears did not fall um, no, I mean just uh, now talking about it. You were just oh, just now. Just, uh, <laughs> sure. Whatever you got to tell yourself to get up in the morning there, Robin. Um. <laughs> One of the tears just spilled down my cheek and did that whole slow roll down the cheek thing like you see in movies. I'm like, damn it. Oh, you had a photo tear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a perfect photo tear. <laughs> I also love that Ruth says in the scene that she's not living with George. She's going to go live with Sarah and she doesn't like us too fucking bad. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, yes, that's where you need to be. Go with your sister. Yes. 
I thought that was awesome because you know what? They will have so much fun together. Um, <laughs> but I remember what I was going to say, but it was a sad Eeyore thing, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, now you have to say it. <laughs> I was just going to say because I was Ruth, you know. Mm-hmm. I had my child too young and everything. and I, So, yeah. I knew, I knew exactly what she was going to It struck a chord. It yeah. did. It really did. But it didn't make me cry. No, of course not. But will anything make me cry by the end of the episode? Oh, yes. Keep listening and you will find out. I believe the Cylon finally breaks down. Stop listening now. My question. You want to know. It's coming up in a little while, maybe, or not. This Uh, is entertainment tonight. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Brenda wakes up and finds Nate and Nathaniel standing by Willa's crib. Uh, uh, hey. Okay, for a second, can I just say for a second, a brief second, I thought, holy crap, what, she's had a sin's death and they're taking her away? Like, I know. <gasps> oh, my God. That's, that's what I thought, too. I don't oh, I'm glad it was. Oh you should have bought the stupid baby alarm that doesn't work. <laughs> See, this made me go, okay, look, this is where I have a problem with the whole ghost thing. <laughs> because she's never met Nathaniel, right? I mean... Right. She's probably so, seen pictures, he, though. Yes. I get, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that then. But still, it was just kind of like, really? <laughs> then how does she know his voice? <laughs> Answer me that, Robin. She's, she's, we need uh, the... What's he calling it? The... Um, the explainer guy, what do you call? Have you seen home movies? Just, just, justificationer. The justificationer. Yeah, we need him. Justified. <laughs> Justifying. Oh my gosh, I could have gotten away with so much during Fisher Cast by just telling anybody who said anything to the contrary. Just be like SOD, just SOD. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, too late. Magic baby. Dream does Magic Dream SOD. <laughs> Uh, this S-O-D. is a show I, I feel like I shouldn't have to SOD, you know? That's that's what the problem is. I can't SOD, but I don't, I feel like I, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nate. But, but in the end, Brenda gets her peace. Thank yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think uh, Ruth helped her out with that a little bit. Yeah. That's why I was okay with her magic dream. Because <laughs> it wasn't just the magic dream. <laughs> I, I'll i just say that uh, she had this nice nice dream. And uh, can we just move on to the next scene, Des? We don't want to talk about anything else? I don't know. I mean... The fact that she wakes up and smiles. <laughs> the baby's sleeping oh, next the baby, to her. That, that was... Oh. <laughs> The co co what is it called co sleeping yeah. co sleeping yes co sleeping. No, it's a good way to kill your baby. Go ahead. No, it's not. Yeah. It was co sleeping with both my children, and it's, they are stronger no, because it's of it. Not a great. Robin. I mean, hey, Illyrio. Sorry, goddamn, I'm tired. Illyrio, I have posted in the Facebook group, and I'm gonna go bump it. The <laughs> you don't need to bump it. The, the he I, he must not seen it. He has not. He must. Whatever. He doesn't care. Anyway. Oh, moving on. Medical examiner here says never sleep with your baby. She does autopsies. She doesn't want your child to be the next autopsy she does. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. All right. Because it's deadly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't I, even I mention it. I shouldn't even mention it. I thought about it, Robin. Really, I didn't even write down That's, anything. I, I didn't was like, care. oh shit, I was just gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but the, the it was it was filmed that way. Apparently, uh, the baby was gonna be in the crib, but they just thought it was be nicer to her wake up and see, you know, the baby in front of her and just you know being like accepting everything and happy. They couldn't have had a little, um, what's that called? Um, bassinet. Bassinet next to yeah, the bed. That would, that would have been a good compromise. But anyway, whatever. It's never good lighting in a bassinet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Claire gets a deeply unhip CD mix from Ted. <laughs> That's the best title. Mm-hmm. Ted says he's not that. coming to a farewell dinner because he doesn't want to share her. Claire makes him promise that if the draft happens, he's going to move to Canada and live with Canada the Canada is your tomorrow. solution to everything. Come on up here, Ted, so I can kick you in the head. <laughs> no. Right. No, come on up here, Ted, and we can take naked pictures. <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, wait, come down here and we'll do that. <laughs> would, we, would you guys call him a hot messina? <laughs> hot messina? Um, and we get a little bit of an echo of what he was saying to her on the answering machine. She says, you're too smart, you're too good, don't waste it. Uh, I almost puked in my mouth right at that moment. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Hey, just to the left. Sweet. <laughs> in Topanga, uh, Ruth <laughs> contemplates the future with Bettina and Marcy. Uh, I, I was wondering who that was. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Guess it was Mark. I guess it was Bettina's daughter. Yes, and yes. why we need to meet her in the finale? I have no that we've met her before. No, we met her before. Did? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Patricia Clarkson was probably not available for the finale. Although she does, you see her um, during one of the final scenes um, mm-hmm. for like a split second. Um, but yeah, she's thinking about the running a daycare for dogs. Nate did something like that. She can't believe they could earn money doing that, and why not? <laughs> And George pulls up, and it looks like it's going to be kind of, you know, happy times. You know, they're going to just date and hang out together. And Bettina is like, oh, he still hates me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, Claire gets a phone call from Gavin at New Image. And this is the voice of Alan Ball on the phone. Um, Says, they've been bought out. She's got no job. You haven't packed your bags yet, have you? Wow. Ghost Nate tells Claire, just fuck it, just go anyway. You're talented, you're smart, you're ready. Spent your whole life being scared, not being ready, not being right. Look where it got me. Don't tell anybody about it. You can't stay here. I love that bit. Love it. Mm-hmm. And so we, it looks like we kind of flash forward a little bit because we're now in the new Fisher residence. And oh my God, I want Keith and David to come and just... <laughs> You know, totally decorate my house. <laughs> it like looks amazing. Gays are. Oh, so awesome. Very gay. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Love the kitchen. Gay, gay, gay. I do love the kitchen, yes. I love the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just I, such a nice, fresh little update on the Fisher residence. Helen Ball it did is. say that. And we was... get a Fisher family dinner. Yes. And this is, this is the least awkward one ever. It's oh. awesome. Yes. Although it was kind of sad. And if it was one of the awkward ones, it wouldn't have been so sad. 
Um, yeah, we have some recollections of Nate getting high on ecstasy <laughs> during one of their meals. Remember the time when Ruth caught Nate in that strange position with Brenda? <laughs> I was happy to hear that call back. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know if you remember that, Illyrio. <laughs> I don't actually, but uh, I can imagine. Yeah, Bruce she walked-, walked in on them in the in the funeral home, and Brenda was performing fellatio. Oh, no, <laughs> who's going down on Nate her? Was, Nate was performing oh! fellatio oh! on Brenda. No. You mean cunnilingus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Don't you're get right. all confused. Oh, that I would imply know. Brenda has a penis. That would imply Brenda has a penis. And then I would have to know how it looked like Billy's. Too tired for those distinctions tonight. Mm. It was just a BJ. There you go. Yeah, so David talks about Nate's back in the day, starting a new wave band with Sam Oviak and Tom Wheeler <laughs> that he had 80s hair and he discovered he had a spider in it. And yeah, he said he wanted his brother to be just the coolest brother anyone ever had. And Way to bring down the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the toast to mm-hmm. Nate. To Nate, to Nate, to Nate, to Daddy. No, that was a prompted to Daddy. <laughs> She didn't even have her razor cup. Will you wet towels stop toweling? (laughs) Yes. This is beautiful. I literally broke down this part. Um, I would have thought it was cuter if she had been not prompting and would have been like, Frenate, just because everybody else was. Exactly. (laughs) Wait, is it wet blanket? You wet blankets. And then I just want to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this the that, end of the show? That this took me ridiculous. back. <laughs> that took me back to season one early on when they had those commercials. Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh, I remember when the show was freaking awesome and groundbreaking. <laughs> it, it reminded me of the season one finale of Skins, the UK version, where it's like someone gets like hit by a bus and then it goes like into a music video and like but it's still the same scene and it's everybody's singing different parts. Weird. <laughs> and uh yeah, this uh apparently this song was cheaper than uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Soup Dragon song I'm Free. I'm free mm-hmm. to do what I want any old time. Mm-hmm. Um Alan Ball said they wanted to use that song for this scene, but it costs it cost them seventy thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> just like what? flipped out of the commentary. It's like Rare yeah. Earth was a lot cheaper. So uh Claire wakes up to Nate saying, Come on, everybody's waiting. We have a title. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally. And uh yeah, we're on the front porch, the Fisher residence, Claire saying goodbye to both David and Ruth. Is this the next morning after her little going away party? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought that's what they had said, like, it was the next, you know, the night before she was leaving. So it's when she hugs her brother that that little red-headed shutter-shoulder girl made me cry again. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Aww. Claire tells him to be happy, and he says, I, I am. And, uh, Des frowns. It's not that yes. easy. It's not that easy. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. Magic dream. S-O-D. S-O-D. Uh, <laughs> Ruth tells her 
she prays that she'll be filled with hope as long as she po you possibly can. And uh, Claire thanks Ruth for everything, for giving her life. Ruth insists okay. that you gave me love, life. Cheesy. Claire cries and says she doesn't want to go. And Nate yells that she does want to go. Hmm. And then Keith comes Yay, out with Nate. the boys. <laughs> saying goodbye. And Thrill's like, can you buy me something? And Thrill <laughs> doesn't even get a hug. Wow. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, and then Claire takes a picture. And Nate says, you, can, you can't take a picture of this. It's already gone. And that was like, I'm like, what? Has everyone been dead already? Are they like um, in purgatory like the whole time? <laughs> Sorry. I just hurt. <laughs> I cut out. Do you want, no, no, you didn't cut oh. out. You're, you, okay. you're hurting me. Uh, <laughs> you don't get that? Too loud. You don't get that? Get what? You don't get what that means or? Or you're just joking. Well, no, I didn't, obviously. Oh, okay. Well, it means that, um, you know, this is just like now a memory. This is now a part of her life, and now she's moving on to. Well, something. yeah, but it wasn't over yet. So, well, it know. should have been. But I was joking. I was joking about the. <laughs> I was lost callback. Hello. I know. But, um, I know. I was. I just wasn't sure. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I understand that it's okay. the, a memory and it's, and it's fleeting and over with. And then, you know, all you have is that memory. But it was still going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So that's just why I didn't quite get it. <laughs> well, you, I, you, I, I'm not into <laughs> existentialism or any of that crap. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not exactly the most deep person myself, but I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was a nice moment. Um, they should have ended the episode here. Thank you. Salut la visite. Bye bye. No, they shouldn't have. Because, because the rest of this episode was awesome. Was the worst steaming pile of dog poop I have seen tacked on to a finale of any kind. I don't really? feel like the really? production no, no. value oh, just God. sucked. Really. Uh, the the oh the white the whitewashed everything's over overexposed sucked the wigs sucked the makeup sucked and you know that. what they could have done a better job with just freeze framing just like an Animal House I disagree I think the the how they were kind of whitewashing it was nice because then it was like it felt like a um, you know, it didn't feel like it was happening right at that moment. It was mm -hmm. kind of like was, a flashback, but it was a flash forward. Yeah, exactly. Like a and retrospective montage. Almost. I loved the way it was like cuts between Claire driving off and then things happening in the future. You know, I thought that was awesome. And when they got to the part with Ruth, I broke down and I sobbed so hard that I had a headache and I couldn't stop even after the show was over. <laughs> and when the key and with Keith, it was like twice as hard. <laughs> the rest of all was okay with. It was just Ruth Keith, and Keith killed me. Keith's death scene was the worse than Keystone Cops. Like, no. what was he in his in his fifties at that point? Sixty-one. Looked all well, old and and he didn't look as old as David. Him. Apparently, the, the you know the truck is named after him, so he's running the place. Right. Sixty-one. He's running the business and he's doing the dangerous part of the job. Hell no. Uh, hey, yeah, no. People do that. Ugh. Small business owners. America. Mm -hmm. I worked for a lot of them. 
America and the working poor. Let me tell you something, okay? This was a giant pile of dog poop. I don't need to see this. I don't need to see Brenda with her own NARM moment, which is difficult to say, NARM moment. She had NARM. Did you guys notice? Yeah. Her right arm was uh, taken. Uh, R- Rico had NARM. Did you see that? Uh, Rico had NARM. <laughs> it's like a new medical illness, NARM. <laughs> I got bad case of the NARM. <laughs> oh my god, another one to come to the NARM. <laughs> I can't come to work today. I got some NARM. <laughs> um, okay. Get NARM. Can I say something for me? Yeah. Um. All right. We watch Claire. She gets in her car. She's starting to drive away. I don't quite know what to expect. I, I I'm a little emotional from that goodbye scene. And for me. The longer this montage went on, the more kind of at peace and smiley I got because yeah. this didn't make no no didn't make me sad. It made me go, okay, this whole series we've been saying, oh for God's sake, Fishers, can you just learn from your mistakes and get something right, please, God, just figure something out. And to me, it was like, okay, they do go on and carve out some kind of life for themselves. And sure, some of them have tragic deaths and some of them have have natural causes. But it was like watching all the deaths of the week come together. I just thought it was so fitting that they all got their death of the week. It just seemed perfect for this yeah. show, to me. They- and so I watched it all. And actually, I felt kind of like peaceful at the end. I felt this wonderful sense of closure. I felt like we should have seen uh, Maya's too. You know, yeah, because yeah, she was kind of, she, yeah, she was in the show quite a long time. So. Drug overdose. <laughs> All right, but I didn't find it just smarmy and stupid. Like, and again, yeah. you know, to its own, that's, that's fine. It can be a pile of dog poo to you. <laughs> and it can be kind of, you know, gentle closure for me. And that's, Understood. That's okay. But that's how I actually felt kind of, uh, kind of serene at the end. I was just sitting there and it was like one in the morning last night when I finished this. And maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But. I was smiling at them. I thought, oh, thank you, Six Feet Under, for making me finish with you and, and be happy about it. It had the opposite effect on me because as it is, I have a hard time with TV shows ending. And, you know, the more invested I am in them or the lo- and the longer they run, the, the sadder I am when they go because they're friends, because they don't, you know, they're there for me when no one else is. Like ER, I had a problem when ER ended because I watched it the whole damn, what, 15 years or however yep. many years yeah. it was on. And when it ended, I sobbed into my pillow that night. So um, I already was sad because the show was ending and the podcast is ending. And then just, you know, seeing these characters that we've been following along all this time and, you know, just seeing them go just made me sad. It made me contemplate my own mortality and what I'm doing with my life. And so after it was over, I couldn't stop crying. And then I was just, I had a headache the rest of the, I still have this headache, a crying <laughs> headache, and I've been depressed all afternoon and evening. So thank you, Robin. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and I hope I can go to bed without crying tonight. <laughs> I thought this was beautiful. Um, I, I- it was beautiful. I, I think this is just—it was beautiful and it was funny, and uh, it's just—I don't know—it it was like fantasy and real. It's just—I I loved it so much, um, and, and this is why it ends up being like my favorite series finale ever. I—I—I I, I, I just don't understand Illyrio, but I—you know—to each their own. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, <laughs> Le Mer du Chien. <laughs> Dog poop. Dog poop for Lirio and happiness for us. <laughs> and sadness for Dev. It's all good. Um, speaking oh, of dogs, uh, did you see that Billy I got his sad, own dog? I was sad, but I loved it. I did. I loved it. Yeah. Did you see Billy what? Billy got his own dog. Oh, okay. That was weird. In that scene where they're saying happy birthday to Maya, that bit, Willa. I actually rewound that and looked again at Billy because when he was holding the dog in his arms, he kind of looked like crazy Billy for a while. <laughs> well, you know, he's thought, always crazy. Well, I, I thought Billy's that- gone off his drugs. Oh, my God. He's going to do something to that dog. <laughs> I was wondering why Claire wasn't there for Willa's first birthday. Because she was in, in Chicago or New, New York, York or somewhere. Yeah. I know, but still. I know. But then she should have made oh, it. Oh, can you... Um, Robin, because I, I know I asked you last night on Twitter mm-hmm. and you, you kept note because I noticed that Claire died at 102. Right. Right? So how old were yes. you when yes. they died? How old was what? You, how old was everybody old when they everybody? died? Can you give us a rundown? Oh, right yeah. Um, well, Ruth uh, um, died in 2025 at the age of 79. Um, in 2029, um, Keith dies at 61. Um oh. 2044, after seeing a, uh, a strapping young Keith, David falls <laughs> over at 75. Um, on the sun deck of a cruise ship, Rico uh, gets up. Uh, yeah, it's 2000, 2049. He falls over. He norms <laughs> yeah. at, at 75 as well. Um, and I guess this is one of my favorite deaths is uh, Brenda being talked to death by Billy. <laughs> Brent, I Brent? Know, I don't know if you guys like heard the heard dialogue or maybe turn on the subtitles, but he's still bitching about Ted. <laughs> That's oh, so what he was saying. <laughs> it's like I was just just trying to get an emotional response from her, like like Ted, like Ted did, you know, you know, Brent, Brent, Brent. Brenda oh, is literally still, bored still to death by Billy. Claire? Oh my god. 82 years old, Brenda dies. Oh, wow. So, yeah, 2085 at 102, Claire dies. And that wasn't, well, I'm sure there was some makeup involved, but that wasn't actually Lauren Ambrose in that back. Dave, it was an old I had, lady. I had in my office my oldest patient. She is 98. Mm. She's awesome. <laughs> so I, I can to... actually picture 102. Uh-huh. She actually said, Day, she said, I would like you to get me to 100. I said, okay, deal. I am going to do my best to get you to 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the old age makeup was, was not great. But despite that, I thought it was awesome. Because really, um, you kind of had to do them in the old age makeup. Because that way, you know, we know it's still them and everything. Like mm-hmm. when Claire was the last one left, of course, we knew it was her. But the other ones, you know. It, oh, it, oh, and I like the fact that, that Claire and Ted get together and get married. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's still kind of good with some gray in his hair. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, yeah, Ted's like, oh, her mother just died. Here's my moment. We get close <laughs> yeah, during this stuff. <laughs> he's always there when somebody dies. Harbinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, I, there were certain things that watching it three times, you know, I, I wrote down little things like um, the fact that at uh, Keith and David's wedding, um, mm-hmm. you see Brenda there with a the new husband. And, yeah, uh, and she looked pregnant, but now we know why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you actually see older Maya there, and she's actually still holding on to her monkey. Oh, I didn't know oh. that. 
Aww. And uh, that must have been like five years later or something because <laughs> Willa looked like she was about five or so. Mm-hmm. And, and she uh, looked perfectly fine. Actually, in the uh, in the, both the funeral scene and the wedding scene, there several of the writers and producers are actually sitting around in the background. Um, it's kind of like a Easter egg sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're on the show. Uh, <laughs> David is actually sitting with his new uh, boyfriend Raúl when he sees Keith. By the way, oh, I didn't catch that. It's, it's in the obituary, um, and uh, it's a whole booklet that is comes with a DVD set. Oh yes, which I've never been allowed to open, and I can now peruse. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just love the whole, you know, when when uh, Claire is dying, you see all those photos and her entire life, and you just see like she's been around the world and had a full life, and we see all our all these little moments from the show in picture form. It's just like, <gasps> no, not really, but go on. I, I well, I am certainly just boohooing. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And uh, I thought it was great, yeah, with the whole Claire thing and the pictures and her having lived this full life and, mm. and you know, dying at 102. That was great. It's still, like, going back and forth between her driving off to start this life and yeah. then, you know, the death. I love the, uh, you know, when you finally come back and you see, you know, after seeing her die at 102 and then coming back and seeing young Claire driving off, you're just like, oh, yes. It was oh my great. God, this is awesome. Look at I'm just reading now that I opened it, I'm allowed to read it. Um like they have these they have little little eulogies on every character. Mm-hmm. You want us to let you go, Myra, so you can do that? Oh, I'll be back in a while. <laughs> you guys can let me go so I'll puke in a bucket. <laughs> and it's not related to my illness. Oh, so you guys cute. can go on and fawn over the show. The turn the freeze frame where they wound up into <laughs> What was a joke into something that tried to be legit, and to me, uh, it, it failed miserably on me. But the fact that it showed more than just deaths, but like the birthday and yeah. the wedding and everything, to me made it feel more like here's just a little glimpse of down the road that you know we didn't get. It's not just you know so and so died at this age, and so and so died at this age. You know. Yeah, I just find that that's. I mean, I guess, I guess because they always have death cards on this show, they felt the need to do that. But I just really feel like it's tacked on with no other purpose than to elicit the emotions that I that I that I hear you guys having, right? I and I, I you know, and I'm like, what what does it really add? Right well, it gave to the me closure. Closure. It's a TV yeah. show. You really need closure on a TV yeah, show. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Didn't we have this whole discussion about how attached I get to TV? I may not have been present for that. Okay, well, I get attached to TV, and it's hard for me to let it go. I it gave me I'm just going to read this. Uh, I just thought that it would have been just the perfect tone to just have it be Claire driving off, and that's the end of the show. I thought things were settled and okay, you know? I, I, I was confident that people were going to be all right. I didn't need this kind of, okay, don't worry. Let's show you how everything ends, and it I just, just thought it just was. I thought cool. it was fun. I thought it was fun and yeah. sweet, and and it was little poignant vignettes. And uh, yeah, for me, I loved it. So, and just the fact that it's mm-hmm. like every. I mean, like we've had all these deaths of the weeks 
all the way through every like 62 before it you know yes <laughs> yes now we actually get the ones with how the fishers all die i, I understand i just i understand and, we and i'm not <laughs> saying yeah. necessarily they shouldn't have done it but that it just felt unnecessary to me because i i was comfortable with everybody living fine lives afterwards mm. she said they're not real can i just read this quote from uh the new york times here <laughs> Sure. It says, uh, and it, you know, it's kind of like hitting down the middle, I believe. Um, it says the whole overwrought montage was at least half ludicrous and almost half lovely. But that precious ratio had always been the, stro- the show's strong suit, a 19th century tone ingeniously invented and confidently maintained over five seasons. It's rare that a sensibility remains so united and so unshy on a fancy soap opera. Melodramatis too often get scared of being called hysterics and betray their genre, blowing it off for some dumb stunts or trying in some 11th hour to sober up and turn manly. But the producers of Six Feet Under never cared about impressing The Wire or Deadwood audiences. They had their ratio and they saw it through. Six Feet Under was a beautiful series and its finale will suffice. (laughs) So I just thought that was good. Oh, cool. And as I'm sitting here looking at my computer... Up oh, pops yet another uh, last-minute email. Oh, <laughs> this is wow. great. This one from Claire. Oh, Actually, I think it's a voicemail. Oh, Claire. It's a voicemail. She found the internet. Yay, <laughs> it's a voicemail. Oh, it's a voicemail. All okay. right, well, can we just quickly do our Fishers of the Week and then get to yes. some eulogies because we got to Yes, yes, we have a lot I want to go first. Go ahead. Go. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth. Because Ruth finally stopped being an old curmudgeon <laughs> and let her daughter go. And good for you, Ruth. Awesome. Yeah, I um, I second that notion for the same reasons. <laughs> Ruth, 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 Ruth. Uh, uh, That's difficult. Everybody, everybody. Problems. Say, Willa, know. I will explode. <laughs> I was, look, I was going to, but I'm going to go a different way. Um, everybody, everybody, you know, works through what they need to work through. Everybody, you know, by the end, you know, we're okay. Everybody grew. Everybody matured. So it was really difficult to pick. And I was going to pick Willa, but I'm going to go ahead with Ruth since you guys picked it and hope for shots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't pick Ruth. Uh, uh, I felt she was... It was some some parts of this episode. I was like, "All right, they're really dragging it, dragging her out a little bit with the dwelling on this." And uh, yeah, I picked Claire because just uh, just for the final moments, seeing her go off in the car and the very very uh, uh, gas friendly car, by the way, uh, <laughs> is it a sunset? Just uh, uh, you know, when I think of Six Feet Under, um, I think of Claire driving off into the sunset and how much that affected me. So. Well, we all picked a redhead, so what the hell? Redhead shots! Redhead shots! Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Ginger shots. <laughs> yes. I still think Willa, I should have picked Willa, because she overcame certain deaths with prematurity. Yeah, we're really, Bye. yeah, not She didn't overcome anything. She just sat there and sucked on a boob. It was medical science. That came hey, through. she got to suck on a boob, okay? She should win for that. <laughs> yes, the winning. She had to suck on a little tiny syringe. But hey, I quibble. <laughs> <laughs> Only for a while. <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, let's uh, let's get to listener eulogies. And gosh, thank you, everyone. First question, though. Okay, is this a point where we can listen to Illyrio's possible spoilers <laughs> thing? Would this be a good time? <laughs> sure. 
So this was his was prediction so from what? Disappointed. Like three weeks ago or something? It's a while ago, right? Yeah, a while ago. It's about okay, the beginning just, of the month. Closer. Are we ready? Here we go. Hi, this is my uh, putting on the public record before we're actually done, before I'm actually done watching uh, Six Feet Under. Because right. when, uh, when the show first aired, um, what happened was that I never actually watched it as it aired, at least the fifth season. Uh, and so I was out of the loop. And there's a big twist of some kind to the point where a couple weeks after it aired, it was in the newspaper up here in Canada, in the Globe and Mail. And it was, you know, it said spoilers. Um, but anyway, I, I kind of read the article because I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. And so my understanding is, and please don't confirm or deny anything, Rob. I will not. Very important. Because I'm not 100% sure about this spoiler. Not with regards to its validity, but with regards to its context. Apparently Nate's dead. Apparently Nate has been dead or will have had been dead for a while. Now, we just saw him in Singing for Our Lives have a stroke. And uh, it's, it's now, and it's, it's, it's the reason why I wanted to bring this up now is because uh, the importance is, where, has he been dead since surgery at the end of season two? Which would be ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> or has he been dead since this moment here? Which would be kind of ridiculous as well, but less so. So I'm really kind of intrigued as to what's going on. The issue is, because of all the people dying early on that were related to Nate and all the bird symbolism and all that stuff, I was under the impression season five was him being dead uh, throughout it all. Anyway, so that's a spoiler-ish thing that I'm aware of. It's not taking anything away from watching the show. Um, and I don't think I'm letting anything slip with regards to what I think I know. So um, thanks for letting me... Uh, uh, re- record what uh, I, I think may be a spoiler, Robin. No problem. This is uh, Monday, September 3rd. We're recording this right after singing for our lives, but this is something that you've been kind of uh, keeping to yourself this entire time. And we're going to put it on the podcast um, either right at the end of the show uh, during our retrospective or something like that as, uh, as there are heaven theories bandied about this entire run. but um, uh, Or after... Uh, it happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Can I, uh, you know, uh, can ghosts get married and have babies? <laughs> uh, <so laughs> no, I, I, I'm not saying ghosts. I mean, the show's been happening in his head. <laughs> right? Kind of a lot. Uh, oh, and it's been so hard for me to resist making Sen elsewhere jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Junior on the show again? What's that? Elsewhere. I believe he was. Begley Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a star. Yeah, so... Wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds so funny to say now. <laughs> awesome. So we have that on record. So uh, we'll, let's get back to whatever we were talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Thanks for the oh, feedback, yeah. Robin and Illyrio. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was very pleased that that was incorrect because it means, you know, it was different. But it would have been, I I don't know, though, fitting if he uh, had actually been dead since the beginning of the season. They already did that on another TV show, and it was a disappointment. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's hear from, well, not here, but we did have a write-in from Barbara, who wants to read Barbara's. Actually, BJ, I should say. Just start assigning people stuff. 
I want to be read Brad's because I think we're going to be on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. All I'll, right, so I'll, I'll read DJ's. Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, everyone's waiting. Slight spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, we have now. <laughs> Dearest Robin, Moira, Des, and Illyrio. Thank you for not putting me last. Here's that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting uh, me Congratulations. First. You have finished Six Feet Under. Even though I'm still an undertaker, having only seen two episodes before stupid YouTube took them, I had heard long ago about the classic ending to the series, which is a wonderful summary to this often challenging show. Yes, challenging. I like that. Um, I got curious after hearing nothing but universal praise for the last five to ten minutes and decided to look it up on YouTube a few months after you guys started the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Can I just say, this freaking kills me, BJ. Uh, okay, yeah. go on, Des. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have to watch everything in order. <laughs> um so it just makes sense that we see our beloved uh, main cast at their final moments. It is absolutely wonderful. Perfect choice of music, which you may remember for the Season 5 trailer. Yes, this is the same girl that is being used for the chorus of the Flow Ride single, Wild Ones, and was also one of uh, Christina Aguilera's helpers during Season 1 of The Voice. Her name is Sia, 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 and she Sia. is amazing. Huh? I think it's Sia. Sia? Okay. It's spelled it's like, S-I-A. Yeah, it's like a finale. So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just seeing the ending made me cry. It is beautiful, and like I said, it makes perfect sense to end uh, Six Feet Under the way it does. It deals with death briefly but complexly. Uh, some people die abruptly and, sim- and simple a case of wrong place at the wrong time. Poor Keith. Some people die with family around them, Ruth and David, and others die alone and of natural causes. Claire. However, as much as this show is about death, it's about the journey through life to that ending point. The fact that the show chooses to, A, begin the final episode with a birth and not a death, and B, show how the Fisher family lived throughout the years after Claire leaves L.A. Life is not just about the end point, but about the journey to get there. Great podcast. I will miss you guys popping up in my iTunes player and listening to the frustration that Moira and Des often experience with Robin having to calm them down from leaving the podcast. <laughs> it is also nice to hear Illyria is trying to beat Robin's record for appearing on the most podcast. I still think you have a ways to go, though, bud. <laughs> Signing off, thanks for giving me a reason to at least attempt to watch one of the most loved and derided at the same time shows of the new millennium. Someone please find Moira a new podcast to pop in on. We need her medical experience stat. <laughs> Love y'all, BJ Anderson. <laughs> Thanks, BJ. Thank you. <laughs> Don't call me Bud. <laughs> <laughs> bud. Moira, do you want to read Yvette? Sure. Okay. Feedback for the finale from Yvette. Don't read unless you've seen the finale. Oh, God. This show... The end makes me weep like a baby every time. And your name's not even Robin. Um, <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> David, <Yeah>. finally, <laughs> David finally gets over his fear. We learn that Olivier isn't always a total dick. <laughs> Margaret Chenoweth is always a jerk. <laughs> yes. Why does Maggie even have to be in this episode? <laughs> I love seeing Ruth and Brenda actually talking to each other. I always love seeing Ruth and Claire together. Bettina! A happy Fisher family dinner? <laughs> Ruth looks so beautiful by Claire's send-off. Yeah. Simply the best ending of any show. Beautiful. Eva. Oh, thanks, Eva. 
Uh, I think I would have preferred them all sitting in a jail cell quietly. <laughs> I would not have. That was a terrible ending. All right, I'll read Tammy's since everyone, everybody's waiting. Fisher Cast, are you still alive? Did the suicide pack affect you too? <laughs> what an episode full of realizations. Ruth realizes her lack of fashion sense. Claire realizes she needs to move out and be her own person. And David realizes there's no place like home. And I realized, while I liked this episode, it was so different from all the others, it seemed to wrap up a little too nicely for me. Everybody mm-hmm. found a bit of peace and lived long, happy lives. Claire lived to 102. This is nothing like the series at all. That bothers me, but I'll move on. Hmm. No, let it bother you. Let it fester within you. <laughs> the fire that burns! Oh no, it sounds like Bane's coming. <laughs> I'll do declare! <laughs> Oh, it's Southern Bane. Awesome. Uh, I would like a sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was an actual Fisher dinner without the whole thing getting awkward, and I was actually happy for Claire. And Lauren Ambrose looked great in this ep, better than she has in quite some time. Especially in the future scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She looked really good there. And you would think I'd be used to it by now, but I really wanted the dead to stay dead and gone. <laughs> I found Nate really annoying. Can't you be cool like your dad? (laughs) So the last six minutes were great. Best series finale ever? I don't know about that, but it was nice and touching. Watching not just the deaths, but how their lives turned out was fun. My favorite death had to be Brenda's. Getting literally talked to death by Billy was hilarious. I love seeing Ruth and Bettina opening a doggy daycare and Brenda moving on with her life. And seeing David with grandkids made me happy. I especially like that Father Jack officiates Keith and David's wedding. Was that clapping I heard when Rico died? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Claire was driving my car. Good choice, Claire. (laughs) Since you're driving across the country, save on gas. I also went back and rewatched the promo for season five, and it was fun to kind of now understand it. So, I'll leave you with this. No matter how much peace we may find in the last ten minutes of the show, we all end up dead anyways. Yay, <laughs> six feet under. <laughs> I agree with I agree with Tammy. I don't think it's the best season finale ever, but I really like being <coughs> part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a little bit of that sense that, that maybe things wrapped up a little too cleanly, but yeah. you have to wrap up at some point. So Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Illyrio, you're on. Brad writes, I can't believe they were swamp monsters all along. Or, everyone's waiting for the emotional pornathon. Oh, yeah. I've tried to limit and redact my bitterness, but I f- but feel free to condense this as much as you wish. All right. Never. These are my finale hopes and predictions and list of grievances. <laughs> I look forward to listening to you kids discussing the episodes so I don't have to watch them as I parachute to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> grievances. I don't care about the characters, nothing interesting is happening, and there are no ideas at all at this point. People living and people dying is not an idea. It's barely a roughly hewn concept. And it's certainly not enough to hang your hat on for the last half of a season. But that's what life is. People living, people dying, you know. Nobody's all that spectacular, you know. You just live these quiet little lives. That's why this show makes me think it's very realistic, you know. Anyways, move on. 
Desperate hopes. Rico tries to take over the business, but instead get e- gets eaten by a bear. Ideally, <laughs> ideally, whilst bringing in water bottles. Oh, I would have loved that. This, this gruesome occurrence is quickly forgotten when a massive earthquake takes down the entire funeral home, leaving the remaining characters either dead or injured, only to regroup at the paintball arena, which is now a designated shelter of awesomeness. Yes. Paintball. I miss paintball. paintball. Actual predictions. At least three slow montages to foist even more cheap emotional porn into the already oversaturated show without having to create plot. No, just one long one. (laughs) Despite Alan Ball's refusal to have plot, I cannot imagine the penultimate episode not ending with Brenda going into labor. Also, as much as I would like it, I assume she won't die in childbirth. (laughs) I'm guessing Claire will die in the finale because it would make the most poetic sense for Ruth to die in the last episode and Alan Ball has predicated his entire career on subverting the obvious so it's extreme total opposite in an all too obvious attempt to appear more real and shocking he pretty much thinks he's the franklin and bash of writers forever (laughs) zigging when one might expect him to zag despite the fact that people actually stopped expecting zags a long time ago though i will concede the fact that he killed off nate a few episodes before the finality does give her a fighting chance (laughs) thus i give 65 percent Odds Claire has to die, or 35% she has to decide to do something with her awful and entirely useless life. But this would require a plot, and I don't see that happening. He's 100% right. right. (laughs) They will have to actually do something with her. Of this, I am sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I imagine the David, Keith, and the children tenderly becoming a family scenes to be especially cloy and over-the-top, because that, well, isn't entirely tapped (laughs) He's not wrong. <laughs> I suppose Ruth will take comfort in being a grandmother, but be emotionally conflicted about it. And George and Claire and everything. I really want things to go bad for Rico, but I somehow doubt they will. Damn you, Rico! <laughs> it's been a fun ride. The podcast, not the show, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Right in after I twisted your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay. It has audio feedback for us. We do. So, we ready? Ready. Hi, FisherCast. This is Ina from Norway. Otherwise known as the land of the Vikings and Midnight Sun. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ina. (laughs) Aha, Lutefisk. Just in case you were wondering. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, This is feedback for the last episode of Six Feet Under. Uh, Everyone's waiting. Um, This is, in my opinion, uh, the best series finale I've ever seen. Uh, Especially the last 10 minutes. It's so awesome. It's so fantastic. I love it. Love it. Love it. It also made me cry really hard, so I'm sorry if I'm a bit, um, if I uh, sound a bit uh, emotional, that's because I am. Uh, okay, uh, the episode starts with the birth of uh, Willa, uh, and um, when they took her away and the screen faded to white and her name came up, I... I um, I thought they, um, uh, that was a death card, you know, uh, and um, thankfully it wasn't. It was her birth uh, card, and 
I'm thankful for that because it would have been way too heavy if she had died too with all the misery and pain that everyone has uh, already. Well, she died eventually. Uh, so Don't you worry. Thankfully, Willa is okay, uh, even though Brenda has um, um, is worried um, through the episode uh, only to find some kind of uh, peace at the end. Um, and Ruth is uh, falling apart this episode. She's um, She kept it together, I think, last episode because of Maya, but, but now that she's uh, moved back to Brenda. She is a mess. She looks terrible. Uh, she's sitting inside in her bathrobe and and in her gardening slash stalker hat and <laughs> she finds Maya's monkey and monkey. I think Frances Conroy really did a great job with her acting this episode and when she called Maggie to ask about how Nate's last night was in that scene I really thought she was fantastic Ruth, that is not not Maggie. <laughs> um, okay, um, David is still haunted, and he moves back into the house, uh, and uh, even in, agrees to sell the business. Um, and um, uh, I, it felt sort of wrong that they would do that. But thankfully, uh, he changes his mind and in his dreams, he confronts his uh, nemesis, the hooded figure. He wins over his uh, fears. And uh, I love Keith so much because he he stood by David and he... he um, uh, suggested that they buy the house, the funeral home, buy Rico out and uh, buy Brenda out and move in. And that's awesome. I I love that um, that development. And Ruth is moving not in with George, thankfully, but with Sarah. And uh, um, I think. When Ruth is with uh, Sarah and uh, uh, her other friend, Kathy Bates, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, when she's with them, I think she's uh, most happy. She's most relaxed and fun to be around. So I like that. And uh, Claire is um, uh, doing a little bit better. She's being all cute with Ted. And uh, gets the call from um, the photo agency in New York. That's really exciting. And even though it didn't work out, she's still going. Um, after advice from uh, Ghost Nate. Yeah, she, he's not really a ghost, but you know what I mean. Um, and when Claire says goodbye to all the others... And she starts the car and starts driving. And the music plays. That's when I start sobbing. 
And I've seen this scene before many times, but I always start crying. Right on. Because we see all the characters that we've seen for five seasons that we've uh, grown to care about so much. Even though they have made lots of mistakes, they can be really stupid, they can be infuriating, but I love them. We see how they end their lives, each and every one. And the music is so great. And just the power of that scene, it gets me every time. Um, Okay, I don't think I can go on much more. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you for the podcast. You've done a really awesome job. I know you work really hard on the podcast, Robin. And uh, I appreciate every one of you, Des, Illyrio, and Moira. I'm going to miss you so much. We're going to miss you too. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to make me cry. I know. I almost did it earlier when I was talking about I was going to miss the podcast. (laughs) That's a secret. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, sorry. I'll edit that out. (laughs) I want you to know. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. That was that was nice. Um, thank you, Ina. Yes, thank you, Ina. All right, we have another one in here. Not a voicemail, but a email from Emily. Who's up to read? Des? I think it's my turn. Yes. Okay. So Emily says, "Hey guys, first off, sorry I've been so crap about sending feedback, but I am not rewatching along with you." Just listening really makes it hard to come up with a lot of great things to say about the episodes, so I usually don't. So that's my excuse. Besides, <laughs> I seem to just end up talking about music anyway, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> I am going to defend Arcade Fire for a moment. I like them and don't think they are overrated at all, so Illyrio can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been talking to about my sucking skills? <laughs> because I'm now very, very paranoid that people are talking behind my back. <laughs> I am, I've never listened to Arcade Fire that I know of, so there you go. Um, that says a lot, Des. Yeah, I actually yeah. read this email today, and I uh, listened to their funeral album, actually, to mm-hmm. uh, put myself in the mood. And uh, it, was, it was really good. I don't know. It's 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 not something... You know what's also really good? Uh, talking heads. You know what's also really good? Getting back to um, Emily's email. Just saying that. Uh, not bad. <laughs> personally, they will always mean something to me. As I saw them in concert the night before, I went to a very important doctor's appointment for my daughter, and I will never forget the feelings that I had at that concert and how it turned out to be the perfect thing to do that night. Arcade Fire enriched two episodes of Six Feet Under. Besides the ending to the last episode and the haunting mood enhancement it provided, they also were featured in the episode with the party and the birds. Okay, so apparently I have listened to them. I just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Rebellion played, I believe, while Nate was beating the life out of the bird in the kitchen and then appeared with the end credits. I haven't seen it in years, and that has still stuck with me. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) It was fun hearing the predictions about how the show will end. We have heard Janubi speculate pretty closely what actually happens, but no one has actually called it. I wonder what Des thought of it. Oh, now you're going to find out in just a little bit. Um, I can't decide if it falls into the categories of what she didn't want to see or not. <laughs> it's so tough with me. I don't like a lot of stuff. 
Um, okay. Uh, I know that out of all the series finales that I have ever watched, it may just be the ending that held the biggest impact on me and stayed with me the most. It's absolutely beautiful and well-crafted with no freeze frames. <laughs> I rewatched it a month or so ago and indeed cried like a baby. I predict that you all loved it. <laughs> Besides, how great was it when Brenda, like, dies of boredom listening to Billy talk? <laughs> He's made me cry the most. Oh my god, mine. Me too. <laughs> All right. Thanks for doing this podcast, guys. It was really fun to listen to. There are podcasts out there that I have tried to that I have had to shut off and stop because the hosts bother me too much, even though I like the show they're talking about. You guys were really enjoyable to listen to. Thanks again, Emily from Utah. Oh, you're so sweet, Emily. Oh, thank, thank you, Emily. Hope you made yeah. it through this one. I know. Feel free to send it Lirio another message. Next week. <laughs> no, no, no. You uh, suck it, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she sucks better than you suck, Mario. Oh, my. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that. Cheeky. Oh, it's a fiction in me. I couldn't help it. Oh, no. Our next message is from Steph. It is. Oh, no. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Fisher Cast. This is Stephanie. I just finished the finale and. I have to admit, that was a great ending. <laughs> that was great. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, okay. The Fisher family will live on. The characters of the show are greater than the show itself, and they will just live on forever for me. And thank you guys for making me participate in this show in this podcast and i'm gonna miss you guys all collectively as fisher cast but i'm still gonna talk to you guys all the time but thank you for doing the podcast bye oh we love you staff oh she cried (laughs) that was i was launching into adele there by accident so sorry (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for messaging us, Steph. I'm so glad that it wasn't like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was worried. Uh, Okay. And uh, Moira, do you want to read this one from Luke? Sure. This is from Luke. It says, hello, FisherCast. No more spoilers because everything is on the table. I may be just drinking the critics' Kool-Aid, but I flipping love this episode. It gives you everything you could possibly want and more. Claire finally grows up. David and Ruth finally decide to be happy. Brenda is finally accepted into the Fisher family. Rico finally drops dead. (laughs) Very nice. (sighs) As it turned, turned out, the Fisher family just needed Nate to die to wake them out of the rut they've all been in for the past few seasons. The standout scene for me was Claire's goodbye to Ruth and David. Aww. So, Des, I'm just going to assume that it didn't make you cry. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> it yeah, made suck me- it, Luke. <laughs> like I lost my own family member. It was terrible. Uh, uh, so, suck it, Luke. <laughs> all right, let's not tell the listeners to suck. Well... Maybe in the it's next the last episode. episode. It's the second to last. We want them to listen next week. <laughs> I mean, second in the nicest way possible. How about that? As do I. Luke, I think they're both flirting with you. So don't take it personally. 
<laughs> I'm just very, very rough. From season five, episode ten, you win because I cried like a baby. Aww. This show really holds up well on a rewatch. I only mildly tolerated Six Feet Under the first time I watched it, but the finale changed my perspective. The show just becomes easier to watch once you know how it ends. I've really appreciated these podcasts for the past year. I literally work in Claire's office. Yeah, baby. Oh, poor folks. I, I retract all the suckets I aimed at you. <laughs> so the podcast has been a welcome distraction from my coworkers. I'm sad to see it end, but as Six Feet Under has taught us, everything fades to white. Thank you. Aw, thanks, Luke. Thank thanks, you, Luke. <laughs> Well, you can move on to uh, Intro to X, this podcaster's out there, or whatever it's called. You'll have a friend for, well, between Potential Cast, Redemption Cast, and Intro to X, you're going to have a friend for at least the next three to four years. So, yeah. you, got, you got nine seasons of, no, I guess about five and a half, five and a half years? No, five years to do X-Files, right? If you do it every friggin' week. <laughs> it's 202 oh, episodes and two movies. Possibly oh, yeah. three by the time. <laughs> Okay. Oh, did I, Robin, did I tell you Jillian Anderson's going to be at Wizard World New Orleans? Uh, you told yeah. me that you were going to tell her to call me. Yes, I Just will. Have her record a little, you're listening to Intro to X. She's one of those people you have to buy something to get close to. Well, of course. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, I had, I had to pay Nicholas Brendan $30. I met him and I didn't have to pay him anything. I don't have breasts. <laughs> well, uh, you should have gone to Comic -Con, San Diego Comic Con talk to him when he was just sitting on the floor talking to anybody. <laughs> well, then. That'll teach me for bringing my wife and kids. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> rabbit. Okay, we have uh, one more message here from the lovely Claire, who is now the face of the Fisher Cast <laughs> group. <laughs> She's standing in front of the Fisher House right now as we speak. <laughs> do you guys see that I changed I the banner? I hope she recorded it. Oh, is she? I was hoping you'd do that. <laughs> it's a Fisher <laughs> House. It just has Claire in it, though. Uh, okay. Yay, that's the best. <laughs> Cast. Cast. For the last time. Which makes me very sad. And I don't want you guys to go. So you have to do the entire series over again. <laughs> oh, uh, God, no. Yeah, get on that. Um, <laughs> so I'm sending you feedback for the season finale. Well, the series finale, I should say. Um, weirdly, I have just got back um, at the house that I'm um, staying at in LA with friends um, after seeing the Six Feet Under house, um, which is very cool. And I will post photos of it on the Facebook group later. You already have. Um, it's weird because, um, you know, one of the moments I remember most from the finale is when they're saying the goodbyes on the porch. Um, so I was getting a bit sniffly looking at the house um okay so talking about the finale um really the only things that really come to mind with this episode because i haven't rewatched really it is um the last few minutes and i'm sure everyone will talk about them so i'll try and talk about bits that i loved about it um that maybe some other people haven't mentioned um i love the fact that the, the whole the series as a whole takes place in the kind of time period and sort of just before and just after Nate is working at um, Fisher and Sons 
because the show kind of finishes shortly after his death. Mm. Um, but it's kind of Claire's point of view on everything. Um, and she outlives everyone in the family. She she lives till, what, 102? Um, which I love as well, because I was convinced watching the series the first time that she was going to die in season five. I was convinced. Um, but no, she outlives everyone. Uh, Ted, Ted is adorable. I love that he's listening to like his um, dorky um, Christian music or whatever it was that he referred to it as. Uh, I don't know what it was. Oh, he's so adorable. I want, I want one. I want a Ted. Um, I love that him and Claire ended up together, um, uh, which is really nice. Although Christmasina doesn't look that much older just because you put grey in his hair. <laughs> yes, like he would be about fifteen. That's for you then um okay so that closing montage we should get onto it i love love that closing montage it makes me well up every single time i watch it um just seeing all these characters that we've watched for five seasons and how they all end up dying is really sad um i love that ruth and bettina end up doing the dog you know the dog sort of sitting in their garden hopefully um i do hope that this means that bettina and ruth um take their relationship one step further um it looks like uh ruth and george do reconcile although i don't know if they sort of still live together or anything but we do obviously see him at her bedside um oh before that as well nate disappearing in claire's rearview mirror as she drives away oh that really makes me oh, yeah. oh and um um Darrell being all proud that his dad keith he says like my dad keith used to be a cop oh it's so sweet <laughs> um the moment where uh, claire takes a photo of the family and nate uh, says to her you can't take this it's already gone is really sad i thought that was really powerful um, because you know moments like that are completely fleeting and that she's never going to have that again with you know the family and she's going to start her new life um i love that um anthony grows up to be gay and gets a cute chinese boyfriend i love that um you see him at one of the weddings i think it's claire and ted's and it's just so cute uh brenda gets married again and has another child um what else happens in that one? Oh, David sees Keith before he dies. That's really sad. And Keith, again, you can't make him look old just by putting grey in his beard. He, <laughs> right. When he dies, sure, he does not look old. He looks like a very young, healthy man with a bit of flour in his beard. Um, Rico, you don't see Freddie Rodriguez anyway, because I think no matter what makeup they put on him, he'd still look about 12 as he does. Um, <laughs> That's an Alan said. actually. Oh, I lo- the final bit with um, the panning of all the photos just before Claire dies is really sad. Um, I love that Billy talks Brenda to death. <laughs> it's the perfect way. Um, yeah, I just, I really love this episode. The rest of it doesn't stick out to me too much. I remember bits like um, the weird bit when Nate is in the song that Claire's listening to on the radio before she wakes up. And they do like the, the dinner to Nate, which is really sweet when they all toast him. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what to give this one. I I would probably give it, because it is the last one, and for that last montage, I do really love, I love it so much. So it would probably elevate it to a 10. So I will give it 10 cute, hot Ted photos of him lying in bed looking cute, hot, out of 10. Um, anyway, love you guys. Um, can't wait to speak to you soon. Um, hope you enjoyed the finale, and I hope you have lots of feedback and stuff to talk about. And I'll have to listen to the episode when I'm back in the UK. And um, speak to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye, Claire Bear.
I hope she's having fun in, on her U.S. tour. <laughs> her U.S.O. tour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claire sings to the soldiers. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up before I collapse. <laughs> All right, oh. well, you know, we're, we're not to burial yet. We have to do our last rites first, so. I know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll bury you uh, before that. Um, <laughs> the, the final thoughts on the episode. I think and Robin wants me dead. I don't want you dead. I just you said you're going to kill Ovir, and I'm looking at words that saying last rites and burial <laughs> on my notes. <sighs> so, um, yeah. Final thoughts, ratings. Who wants to go first? Uh, get the sourpuss out of the way. I <laughs> thought the montage was uh, poorly executed, um, unnecessary. I would have been super happy with just Claire going off to her new life. And I thought that it was a little bit too much uh, spoon feeding stuff we didn't need. Uh, apart from that, though, uh, great episode, solid episode. I really enjoyed the sense of, of, um, of uh, growth that uh, some of the characters had. It was a little bit convenient, you know, happening on the last one. And I'm glad that baby Willa is uh, not dead. So I'm going to give this eight out of 10 uh, naked uh, Ted butts. God damn it. Ted butts. Well, Des's <laughs> rating system is taken away. Moira, do you want to go next? <laughs> I have another one. Uh, I quite enjoyed this episode. I, I agree. Well, there's too convenient in terms of winding up people's stories but you know that's part of the nature of winding up a series so i'm going to overlook it and forgive it and you know get over it i um I, opposite of mr curmudgeon i i love dodge at the end call me a sap but i loved it i liked knowing where people ended up i liked all the little little peeks into their future lives i really enjoyed that and i liked the way they interspersed it with the images of claire driving down the road and off to her new life so I'm just a big a big sap, I guess, but I loved it. And I loved the growth. I agree with you, Ilario. So um, this, for me, was a 10 out of 10 episode. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 ensemble deaths of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, despite the fact that I feel like a little, some of it was wrapped up a little too easily, people uh, just kind of fell into, like, oops, we're growing. Um, Magical dreams. That, yeah, despite that, I, I liked the episode. Um, overall, it was, it was a good episode. The uh, I wouldn't say it was the best finale ever, although the last little bit of it I absolutely loved, and that part was the best. Um, so, And I'm not a sap, you know, so and it still touched me. Um, in a, a naughty way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely not in a naughty way. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go high here. I'm going to give it nine out of 10, um, stupid shows that made me cry. Bastard. <laughs> All right. And- Cylon. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it broke me. It broke me. Ah, uh, your programming is malfunctioning. <laughs> That's not cute. Error. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, uh, yeah, my favorite series finale ever. So uh, I would, I would. It's no surprise that I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Kleenex boxes. I'm very happy about this show. I'm very happy that all three of you enjoyed the ride for the most part, and uh, um, I, I'm very, very happy to have watched the show again. 
with friends, you know, watching it for the first time and talking about it, having somebody to talk to about it is great. So 10 out of 10 Kleenex boxes. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-mm-mm, tasty Kool-Aid. <laughs> Uh, all right so let's bury this beautiful show on itunes you can give us a rating but you know what if you haven't by now don't bother yeah suck it yeah suck it (laughs) well you can still visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com if you want to relive some of the older episodes they're on there waiting for you to come back and rediscover them and fall in love with us all over again. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys should definitely go back and listen to yourselves now. Like, no. listen to some first season Fisher cast and see what your first reactions were to the show. Or you can write to us because we do still have a perspective episode to go. And if there are any of you out there that have some final thoughts you'd like to share with us, we would love that. So you can write to us, fishercast1 at gmail.com. Correct. Also, there's a Facebook group with the coolest banner picture ever. (laughs) (laughs) And that you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash fishercast. You know what? Don't bother keeping it spoiler free. (laughs) (laughs) Spoil away. But only on on uh, six feet under, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Buffy, your choice. No, no! <laughs> you're evil. Yes, yes, I yes, am. You are. All right, so Des, where can we find you on the web? You can find me on What's On with Stefan Des, where Stefan and I talk TV, and What's On with Stefan Des dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> and Illyrio. You can find me on Potential Cast, Redemption Cast, Podcast, Yip Yip, the last air bit of podcast. Podcast, yes. And I'm sick. I apologize for messing that last one up. But uh, it's your yep. plug, man. Yep, it is my plug. <laughs> and you can find Moira starting the whole series all over again because she loves it so much and creating a new Fisher Cast with new Six Feet Undertakers. Hooray! <laughs> as well as on Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end. <laughs> and you should know that by now. I shouldn't even have to say it. They should know it, damn it. <laughs> Jeez. And me, I'm on Redemption Cast and soon to be on Intro to X. Check it out. Um, that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, we'll be wrapping up this entire podcast with a series retrospective. And hopefully, you know, there'll be some drinks passed around, some tears, some laughs, you know. <laughs> It's just going to be a good time. So I hope to hear, uh, see you guys all there. Or I won't hear or see any of you. He'll just be listening. I hope you'll mm-hmm. be listening. As for now, I only have to show up to the last twenty percent of that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. You can show. You can show up for the last few. Sorry. The drinking part. You just come on for the drinks. That's I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> uh. All right, well, as for everyone's wedding, we therefore commit this episode and this entire series to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. <laughs> Suck it, six feet under. <laughs> Love you, six feet under. Don't leave me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Help. I have done it. I have been here many times before I hurt my
Oh.